What's going on, everybody? Brandon here with a new episode of GPP. And this episode, we have Long Island-based comedian Joe Winchell of the Millennial Stoner podcast. And we're talking about collectibles, which is obviously right up my alley with my thing being Transformer collecting predominantly, you know, harkens back to that first episode. And it was a really good chat, really long chat. So if you have a really long drive or a really long poop, it'll provide you adequate, hopefully, entertainment. And uh, this episode is brought to you by, ha, you thought I got a sponsor, fooled you. But it's brought to you by uh, me, my company, Carib Caboodle, producing a stand-up show. Uh, Friday, September 23rd, come to that. Me and the guest of the show are on that stand-up show in Hop Hog, New York. Uh, if you like stand-up comedy, it's only 10 buckaroos. You missed the free tickets we talked about in the episode, but uh, they are super cheap and there are group tickets available. So come see us do comedy, listen to us chat, and uh, have a have a good day. You You have a good day, okay? Goodbye. the toxic crusaders tv show no do you remember you know the toxic avengers like vaguely okay so that movie made a cartoon in okay. the 90s this was like in the 90s when everything was like fucking wacky and monsters still uh kid shows uh and there was they made a toxic avengers it was called toxic crusaders and they reproduced one of the action for the tox the toxic crusader like the main guy and they reproduced like a variant from those guys that did like the ninja turtles and i picked it nice. up and i looked at it I like you can like it's one of those things where you can like open up the box and you'd see it all in its, all its glory. Oh, that's I was like this is great and it was like affordable ish. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I must have walked back from the counter like I had it and I was like no and I walked back like eight times like these people must think I'm fucking insane. Like that worked there. Yeah, you know the the walks through uh, Toys R Us before they kind of shut down were definitely uh, the old days when they used to get all the cool figures. Yeah, like there were there were just some days where I was like, I didn't give a fuck. I was like, I'm buying this Optimus Prime, and then there were other days where I was like, every mom is looking at me like I'm a predator. <laughs> yeah, because you're just a guy like lurching over a fucking. Yeah, I'm a guy with a beard, like in Toys R Us, and my like I, I look a little vaguely like Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and like <laughs> and young just Carl. like what is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel there's a couple of times because sometimes in order to get like if you're a collectible person, like, you know, that you have to like go to like certain stores, then they have them, you know, and Toys R Us was one of those spots. Yeah. But like always overpriced, though, like I never wanted. No, to they're always like 10, 15 bucks more than you could get yep. them online for or like any other spot. Or at Target next door, but, you know... Sometimes... Target still gets stuff. Every once in a while, I'll be in Target, and I'll see, like... I'll stop and be like, that's a pretty fucking cool uh, Wolverine figure. Like, <laughs> They finally bounced back after COVID. Like, they were... You couldn't really get anything at Target. Uh, yeah. At least Transformers-wise. They were big on the Transformers stuff for a while. Oh, and they are every time there's a movie, or every yeah. time there's and a actually, thing, like... They were big on, like, the Ghost... The, when the, when the, Go, the Ghostbusters, when my stuff... Like, when Afterlife was coming out, they were, like... They put all the variant figures in, like the spec. They re-released everything, and like I was, like I don't know what it's like. I don't know what it's like to be a drug addict surrounded in a room full of crack. But that's what it was. That's the closest thing. I, like I just remember like seeing like there was a whole section of it, and like even like looking at the little toy proton fucking gun. I was just like, I want this. Like it's it's blue. Like when I was a kid, I'm not gonna open the box. I'm gonna put it on my wall. And I did. I bought. They reproduced the old Kenner toys. 
Oh, sick. From back in the, when I was a kid. And they had like <laughs> this thing that shot out like, it was like a purple Ghostbusters gun, but it shot out like like foam darts. Sure. And I bought that and it, that's on my wall. And every time I look at that, I'm like, I'm not eight. I'm fucking I'm not eight. Like, what am I, what do I have this? But they're, I'm so uh, happy I have it. They're finally doing redos of the Transformers from when I was a kid. Just Transformers Armada. Oh, Armada. I remember Armada. Uh, so is that, the, that, is that your, like, Transformers, like, introduction? Yeah, that that's was the one I... gateway Transformers? That was my gateway Transformers, and that's the weird thing about my collection is, like, I don't think there's a single Armada guy in there. So those appear. I'm looking at them right now, and they appear to be. Oh man, you've got Rob on the top. It's awesome, like, <laughs> dude. Yeah, uh, you've got like the man. original figures. This is all like the the original guys. Yeah, it's like you know modern modern uh, takes on them, but um, but in the style of exactly. The original so 80s. I was never I was never a big G1 God, guy, but then uh, the IDW comics uh, run from like 2005 to 2015. Oh yeah, I know that comic run. That was like if you're. Ever anybody in the world is ever interested in reading like a made written for adults trans version of the Transformers? It's that specific run of comics. Like it was yeah. just written really, really well and like handles stuff like the end of the you know this endless war that is always going on between the good I guys heard and the that bad when, guys. Yeah, I heard that they did like a real sort of like 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 war perspective of it instead of like we have yep. to save the Autobots. Like it was like this is war. This is a war torn world. This is a civil war. Yeah, no war torn universe. Yeah. Like yeah. other other intelligent life in the universe like hates the Cybertronians because they have this you know galactic million year spanning war. And uh, yeah, it ends up ending. Uh, it ends with Optimus Prime annexing Earth. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Really. And Jesus. Exactly. And like. Yeah, you know, some people are about it, and some people are like, "This guy sucks." And it, you know, it's, it's but it's uh, those hard decisions that so it's probably some sort of long decision that made him come to that. Yeah, it's a very interesting run. You know, like it happens, like I said, at the very end when they finally add Unicron into the mix, and you know, he's like eating planets and shit. But then the other half of that uh, is like this story of you know former Autobots and Decepticons that are just flying around space exploring, and it's very like if wow. it's very Star Trek. I was going to say, but it's also got these like this element of like like retired soldiers and what they're up to in a in a kind of way. That's oh, actually big time. Yeah, because like, it's yeah because they're like uh, there's a bunch of them are like the war's over. We're the same race. What's the issue? Like you, yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, and not like you know human race like literal like the whole you know the whole like, species like we we are yeah. living beings like exactly yeah. like you know so a lot and then some of them do not give up you know the the fight like the big antagonists of that series for the most part are like the guys that punish decepticon defectors uh wow interesting and they're like they're hardcore and they're evil and awful and you know Jeez. yeah it's it's great. I'll lend you some books, man, if you're interested. I, I think you know, like Transformers was something that I missed. I was a GI Joe guy, okay, early on, and then like transform. I like and Transformers was something I wish I got into when I was a kid mm. because it was like I I have like a deep appreciation for it. And I've seen like the I actually have said for, for the longest time of like out of those 80s cartoons, those lo the ones I said Transformers and GI Joe were the best. Like fucking what was the He Man sucked. I, yeah, I could never get into He-Man. I don't understand people's fascination with this show. I, I unless if you are, that is your nerddom. That is fine, but it's not a good show. Like it wasn't. It didn't age well. Like it's very. It's very campy and like it's campy and haphazard and all. It's very over haphazard. The place it's, and... it's messily made. <laughs> like, yeah. but if you look at Transformers, Transformers had because they had that comic. They had so much plot, and they actually tried to like. Yeah. That original, especially that original show. I mean, you're talking about G, like Armada was like, 
That was like that was uh, like two thousand. Yeah, and they that was like, like their big reintroduction, if I remember yep. right. And, and in the vein of Pokemon, like collect all the little guys. Yeah, like, exactly. Totally. Like that was a big. They kind of rode that. Um, but GI Joe and and Transformers always had better stories, better characters. Um, and nothing felt like it. I mean, yeah, it was made to be a toy, but they were really good at disguising that back then with those shows. Yeah. Like He-Man was like Stinkor, really? Yeah, this is a character that was took a long time to think up of in the writing room. Stinkor. <laughs> I mean, and the figures are cool and the design is cool. And like, I actually watched the Kevin Smith. Did you watch the Kevin Smith one? When Kevin Smith brought He-Man back on like Netflix and everything, oh like that. no, and then he got no. like like shafted. Everybody was like, "Fuck you, you've ruined He-Man." And I'm like, "How did he ruin He-Man by giving it plot? Like, th- are you upset because it, the Skeletor and they're not running around?" Like, I mean, this is why I don't. I I make it a rule to not get upset at new Transformers media because like that's a that's a good rule. I'm just like happy that it's coming out because like look at the movies. The movies, with the exception of the Bumblebee film. Actually, surprisingly Fantastic. good. I have no idea how good. Like, I watched it with my buddy, and I'm like, this is actually a good movie. I enjoy this. Exactly. With the exception of that one, all terrible films. But arguably, I would not have a display case if not for those movies, both because my personal interest uh, was reborn out of my nephew, who's like only seven years younger than me, no. getting into the movies when, you know, after I'd been like, I'm a big kid. I don't play with toys anymore. And then I saw the you movies like come out. Face? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I feel like I feel like most people do, at least on some level. And then the the relapse was when the movie came out, and you remember it all came flowing back. It came flowing back, and I'm like, oh, they can't. I know what these toys are like. They can't do these movie designs as real toys. And then my nephew got the toys, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, because they were so different from the, they weren't. There was this kind of brilliant blockiness to them, but they all kind of folded in back in the old days. And then Michael Bay was like, no, everything's like a T-1000 almost. How about everything is just made of a, like a million knives? Yeah, <laughs> it's all very sharp looking. Well, and that's the, the the common thread from all the way back then till now is like, I love the engineering. And that's that's like what got in my head is like the thing that has its claws in me. So like for yeah, Ghostbusters collectibles. Yeah, I was actually going to make a point about the- What's the, your common thread? Like what, what just so always- So actually you mentioned like not getting mad about stuff anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the, oh, I, I decided mm-hmm. my moment for that was when they did the the all female one, because I was yep. I admit I was one of those people that was like fuck you how dare like it, and it wasn't even that it was women it was that they were remaking it I was like why and I was like very fire and brimstone and then and this is not like a sappy thing or anything I just kind of like I just kind of like had this moment where I was like reading a bunch of articles one day and I was like. Uh, you know, this means something to somebody. It may not mean something to me. I may be mad at it, but like, if there's like a kid that watches it, and even if like <laughs> they watch this this movie and like later on they're like, "Ah, eh, it's not that great." I'm like, you know, there's a whole other series. There's a cartoon. There's, it opens them up into the world of Ghostbusters, which is an awesome world. It's the yep. same thing with the Transformers thing. When you're like, uh, you know, ah, Michael Bay films, they aren't great, exception of Bumblebee. But some kid's going to see that, and he's going to be like, Transformers is awesome. And you're going to be like, Transformers is awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And that's what keeps cool shit going on, is stuff like this. And like with this particularly, and the female Ghostbusters movie, and like, I, it's one of those m- movies where I'm like, I want to give it all the credit in the world. Because on paper, I'm like, man, I liked, I liked that guy that made, because he's the guy that made Bridesmaids. Right, right, and right. And then... I liked all those women. I liked all those women. Still do. I you think like Kate women? McKinnon's a genius. 
I'll strike that from the record that attempted a joke. <laughs> no, but it was, I think they're great. And for, I watch it and I'm like, man, this just has no soul. That's no yeah. soul to this. And the best example I've ever seen about people about why, because like then the whole argument's like, oh, you're just sexist. I'm like, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the writing in the movie where yeah, it man. takes them five minutes to explain how a proton pack works. And in the original 1985 movie, it, it's it's the 30 second scene where they're in the elevator and you know everything you need to know about that proton pack. It's untested okay. equipment, right. nuclear accelerator. <laughs> We've never had a successful test. Switch me on. Let's go blow some shit up. We don't need to spend all this time in this bullshit pseudoscience because it just seems like you're trying to sell toys to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, which toys are. are supposed to come out of the movie. You're not supposed to predetermine it. Yeah, I guess. I think I mean I think a good like I, just as a fan of a brand where they totally were like let's import these and I, Japanese and I was just going to say yeah <laughs> but again like it, it it's still like I argue it's still but, but the Transformers also had the comic and you know but like well, yeah, they they, they at least went after like Marvel yes. writers to be yes, like they got real writers story, yeah you know like yeah you know and, like they weren't nobody was like Nobody, again, I go back to it, but no one's sitting there in the He-Man writing room being like this is it I'm here this is the dream like <laughs> You know, but like uh, the Ghostbusters, like for me, it was just like, number one, that movie, the first time I saw that first movie, I was like, this is the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. This is, it's just, there's nothing like to me. I'm like, that's the, if I could have any fantasy job, it would mm. be a, people like Ghostbuster. And I'm like, yeah, at the low paying level, like just, you know, like pumming around Manhattan, fucking shooting spectral ghosts, smoking cigarettes. Like it, and it, cause I don't know what it was. And there's something about Harold Ramis's dialogue. I fell in love with it. Um, and as a, as a kid, and when you grow up, keep watching that movie, as you get older, you see more and more jokes in it because there's things that go over your head as a kid. Um, the toys were great. And then there was the, 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 the real Ghostbusters TV show, which I've, I admit, I, if you want to talk about stuff, I own way too much of it's those particular figures. Okay. I did a chase run of the, uh, God of all the original ghostbusters, uh, figures toy line. They did like the re and I'm, I have bought most of them. I almost actually bought the car the other day that they just re repurposed the car, the original Kenner car. That's crazy. I know it's like, it's, it's, I'm like looking at it and I'm like, I had this. And when you, that's another thing. When you had that toy and they remake it, and you don't have it anymore, you're just, you're looking at it in the store and you're like, but I had this, this is mine already. You're reasoning in your head why you're going to spend $500 on a Ghostbusters fucking firehouse. That was, oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, I know what you, that, mean. you know what I mean? I mean, you see that, uh, sound wave right there, but yeah, you had soundboard. that sound wave right when you were a kid. No, I didn't. Oh, sound wave wasn't even a dude in Armada, man. Like he I wasn't just, in Armada. No, Laserbeak, who's usually his like bird cassette guy yeah, yeah. Uh, he was an autobot it was totally you know totally separate so is armada like a re they're all different continuities okay so and i'll, I'll get slightly too deep into it for a sec okay, uh, for yeah, the I, longest I time things. they were all multiversally like linked okay so like and part of it was uh there was a, a different incarnation of the transformer god primus in every universe okay and then there was one unicron that moved through dimension so every time you saw a unicron in a different it show it was always the same guy okay uh and then like hasbro was like we're terrible at our jobs let's kill that cool idea that everybody likes and now everything's like separate and you know it is what it is it's not a big deal but it was like it was every, cool when it was a thing i feel like every time 
there's always some there's always a group of people or someone that comes to a fandom and says like I'm gonna bring like I have real ideas for this I have like real thoughts for this yeah we're gonna do like a serious storyline I'm gonna bring life and I'm gonna make these characters real people and the studio is like no 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 none of that shit uh, bright lights neon and explosions go go you're, go, go you're describing <laughs> when Hasbro shut down the the IDW continuity I liked yeah and rebooted it into a all right the designs are always gonna be based on a toy never any like original designs Which, from fair, the creators where the original show came from. <laughs> right but like that's why that comic run was great because uh mm. they it was so good that they stopped ignoring it and started making the comic book designs based on the original designs yeah and then they're like ah fuck it We're, we want control and then they they forced him to end it early and it's Transformers a shame is really like a very interesting and i, I like I, I know that you're like we're talking about me and like i like ghostbusters but i i mean this because i've like like that, you've watched the toys that made us. I assume, right? Uh, of course. That that Transformers episode is really good. There's a reason why it's the first one. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a regardless of like if you're into it, it's an interesting like story about business. Yeah, it's like uh, you ever you ever heard of the YouTube uh, YouTube guy Company Man? No, I love that guy. What's Company Man? It's a channel where the guy just uh, weekly puts out a maybe tenish minute episode about a company that you likely is a, uh, something that is in the world that you know of and he just explains like the history and the business and if there's like scandals or if it's just like interesting uh, any interesting thing about the history of the business and wow, okay so it's like I love it mini documentaries sort of absolutely I love those and like they're, they're just informative and poignant and you know the toys that made us was just that about toys yeah I mean that's what was so brilliant about it and I actually said that when I was watching my buddy James I'm like this is just YouTube videos like this is just this is yep. you know like film people figured out how to make movies on YouTube and they made documentaries and they're informative and, they're ba- and you gotta be you know don't watch some documentaries on YouTube because but like <laughs> but like uh, most of them like are really informative like you can watch like I'm a big wrestling guy too so like there's no shortage of like very interesting pro about specific time periods and stuff and everything. Mm. And not even just about like wrestling, just about like the business side of it and why things operated the way they were for so long. And that's the same thing about the toys that made us. And you're right. There is a reason why the transformers episode had to be the first one, you know, like it's, it's such a, it, it was, I don't remember a time going into a toy store when there wasn't a Ninja turtle, a transformer, uh, or I mean, I could say Lego. Ghostbuster, but like Lego's a Lego, I could, there was, a, there was a, a span in like the late two thousands where I'm like, there's no Ghostbusters toys for a while. Yep. Um, but like the Lego, like I've, but and it's so interesting to me. Like, I, yeah, there's like Transformers has always been a toy that has been available in stores. Ninja Turtles, I've never not seen a Ninja Turtle in a store. I've yeah. never not seen it. They've always. It's crazy to me that these fandoms last the way that they do because there's part of me that wants to say, hey, maybe these things should eventually end and then they're, they'll be amazing they, they, because we need new stuff. But then there's also part of me that's like, yeah, but we could just like, you know, tell new stories. Like, sure. You know, so it's like a weird struggle because people brought up, I loved Ghostbusters Afterlife. I cried in the theater like a child. Um, I loved it. Um, and somebody was saying, it's like, you know, don't you think maybe they, you know, because they're making another movie. Yeah. It's like, don't you think maybe they should just kind of, because, you know, the first movie was so good and that was sort of, a little love note to the, the afterlife is sort of a love note to those that movie. Um, you know, don't you think? Do you think it should continue? And I'm like, the the art the the say, the logical person in me really <laughs> wants to say yes. I think it should end. But the fucking the the kid all hopped up on ecto cooler and, and and with like all the VHS tapes like holding like this, be like it can never stop. It has to go on forever. Yeah. So it's like this weird never. That's that's how I look at fandoms. 
I, I love fandoms. I think fandoms are good, but I do think, and not that I think things need to stop. I just, I wonder what's going to be the next big fandom. See, I don't know. It, it's tough because like when, but I don't think there's room for it. I think you're right. Yeah. It's, it's not only it, it just about room, but like, like Star a Wars, truly Dominance. original idea. That's what it is. I mean, yeah, like, you know, the whole nothing new under the sun. It's just tough. Like, uh, you know, it's, that's so why Aquatine Hunger Force is so great to bring them up again. That my my YouTube algorithm just wants me to die in an Aquatine okay. hole. Like, <laughs> Mine's all cartoons. But it's, too. <laughs> but it's like it's just craziness and absurdity for the sake of it. Because like, what else is? What but else that was the br- I love that show too. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that, that's the brilliance of the fucking it's show. Nuts. It's um, what is that line? My favorite line in it was me. I don't remember what happens, but like Meatwad comes in the room and he's just like. Uh, like shake is like something's wrong. Like something's exploded in the house or something. And Meatwad just rolls in, shakes there, and Meatwad just goes like, uh, oh, "What's happening here?" And and then Shake just goes, "I don't know. Probably something you did to anger God." And I thought that was the funniest thing. I think that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. Master Shake uh, is sincerely one of the funniest characters in fiction. Yeah, I like I love Carl, but there's something about but, Shake, and yeah. the, and I don't know the guy who voices him. But I his it was voice, kind for the longest time, but it just sounds just like him. His voice is so like that actor is awesome, and I couldn't believe they had H. John Benjamin play Shake in the live action episode because it's such it's not you you need that guy's voice. Yeah, it doesn't, and I love H. John Benjamin for the record. Same, Seminal but, but voice not actor, his Shake. But he's why didn't you just get? Because I, I watched that, yeah, and get I was the like, guy. it wasn't bad. I'm not shitting on the the live action thing, but I'm like, you could have just got the guy. It's yeah, and I, I guess it was a joke because it's live action, so it's never going to be the voice actors. But like, yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> no, same here. But, but uh, we are playing this episode a little fast and loose relative to normal episodes. So sorry. I have two questions. No, it has oh, nothing ahead. to do. I it's all me. Uh, I do have two questions I have go to ahead. ask you before we proceed. Uh, one, uh, can you take your pants off? I'm kidding. Uh, no, uh, one. One of these, huh? Okay, yeah, right. um, <laughs> got to make it. No, uh, would you prefer the episode to be? I could name it something like collectibles oriented, or would you rather have it be like Ghostbusters general? Collectibles oriented. Collectibles oriented. All, all right, facts. Now the second question, and this one I feel worse about. Can I get you something to drink, man? I got water. <laughs> I got Miller Lite. I got uh, uh, I would flavored love a beer. I just got off of work. I would love a beer if you, you have it. one, to be honest. You don't have to leave the room, do you? I'll be scared. Damn no, it. I'll be scared. Now I'm alone. The figures are moving. <laughs> They keep asking me where the plans are. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Just give them what they want. Oh, God. more Five more Michael Bay movies, they said. Do you have... Do you have uh, did they ever make a toy out of lube? Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. There was, a, there was a character... There was like a race car character. You know how like every time they give them like a race car character, it would always be something like Ratchet or something like that. Or, yeah. I mean, well, there was... But there was one called Lube, and which was like the funniest thing to me. I don't know if they ever made a figure out of him, but he was in the comic book. Transformer called Lube. I am not familiar with Lube. Totally look it up. A little fun fact for you. It's just funny that there's one name. Lube. Okay. No, I'm... That's part of what I love about, you know, the brand, too. Yep. Happy to be on here, man. It's been a long week. I'm really happy to finally do this with you. Yeah, man. Happy to finally sit down and, uh, and do it, dude. Um, which, I, I guess, maybe for it would be fun for the episode. Okay. What... 
what made your week long? Because I'll sure, we'll, we'll, we'll swap a story. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll go. Uh, yeah, it was a long week. Um, the first thing that happened was I do a podcast called Millennial Stoner, which you were supposed to be on. And by the way, uh, yeah. I in, in the spirit of that, um, those are all yours. Oh, look at you. I actually need papes. You just there saved me go. a bunch of money, man. Uh, happy to Dude, help. Dude, you're, so, you're such a sweet man. <laughs> well, I, I got to shout out my not real cousin, Nug Thug. She's like a Instagram gal who's okay. all about weed. Oh, sweet. And I'll give she, her a shout she out. Sent, she sent me a whole bunch of uh, stuff, and I'm giving them out because cool. it's like, you know, you got to no, spread I love the love. Those, those little stuff. In, make those little Dude, King Coms are yep. pretty nice. I, uh, pretty nice. I play golf with my buddy. I'm not good at playing golf. I like gotcha. being outside. Sure, yep. <laughs> That's it. Uh, he hates playing with me because he takes the game seriously, and I show up in jeans and a t-shirt nice. and with like my dad's clubs. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and I—that's what I, I smoke one of those in the course because it's nice and it's it's nice out, and I like being a little little buzzed while I'm trying to hit a ball into a small hole. Every every friend of mine that plays golf explains it the same way as you. It's just like I get to be outside, I get to be fucked up, and I get to hit things as hard as I can. Yeah, that's that's really like I don't. And my buddy, like every time, like this, is, my buddy will come up to me and be like, "Here's how you can work on your swing." And I'm like, "I don't care." And then I just like, big facts. Like I love mini golf. I love oh, games love of mini golf. I love games of skill and accuracy. But and I, and I trust me, I'm I'm not up on a high horse about it. But Fine. my one thing with golf. Is I just the allocation of resources? No, you're absolutely right. It's just like the the space and the water, and like it, it brings out my hatred of the rich. It's George Cohen had a bit about this. I'm sure he did. Where he was just like, and you want more land? Golf courses. White pussy businessmen jerking each other. Think how think how big the course is for a, go- a golf course. The ball is this fucking big. Like he had all the yeah. No, it's you're right, and you're right too. And I listen. I worked. I was a beverage food and beverage manager for a very hoity-toity golf club out where mm. i live in the hamptons uh and it, it it's that it's it's like it doesn't like it, it amazes me when i would like when i would go to people at, like that i worked with and they'd be like yeah like this person's my friend i'm like this person's not your friend this person drives a different lamborghini here every day you bring them food, like, like you know what I mean. Like they're treating you nice the way they treat help nice. Like I, I've seen this before. Like it's very strange that to me, like people are like they're your friend. And like I'm not saying that like every rich person I've ever met is an asshole, but yeah, it most of the most of the ones that were at this golf club work. <laughs> but it's fine. Yeah, you're actually right. And it's it's one like I never like when I do play like when I do play it's it's it, uh, it like I go to like I was but that you're the hero. You show up in the t-shirt and yeah. jeans. I show up in the t-shirt. The people's and jeans. golfer. And they're like, "Who's this?" And I'm like, "I'm wearing Jordans today." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. dude. I got beers in my I got beers in my bag. You want one? <laughs> so I, I take it that uh, if my idea to ever get a comedian uh, mini golf league going, I that you would be into I it. I Love mini golf. Too. Fuck yeah. I like anything. I like amusements. I like. Like if you can, I'm serious. I, like, I just I love that sentence. I I like amusements. I do. I like <laughs> no, amusements. I do too. I, that's why I love the sentence. You know, like I used to, my favorite job I ever had was I worked at a laser tag place. Oh, was, that's rad. See, thank you. I don't okay. know what that says about me and my goals. Where I'm just like in a laser tag place, like I'm content with this. What are you? I'm gonna serve cake and get free pizza for the rest of my life. This is. I, I was like, I'm happy. Like, you're I'm you're like, manufacturing serotonin, and it's. It's good yeah. work. <laughs> I, I think I just wanted to be Randall from Clerks my whole life, and I like had it for like it's like right. I had that job, and then then the vi- the coronavirus hit, and yeah. then they were. I don't know if you know much about like like what is an essential job, but Laser Kingdom was at the bottom of that fucking list. <laughs> so, but that was fucking great. I I I got 
I, I worked in an arcade. It was like, yeah, this is, I'm a, I was doing comedy. I mm-hmm. worked at a job that I liked. I still am doing comedy. Now I have a job that's okay. Well, that's why when, uh, during the pandemic, when I was working at a tennis store, I, I told everybody that I was essential because they, you know, convinced the government that it was essential because amusements for rich people are essential. Yes. So, uh, but laser tag, I think is, uh, no, is, is low Ronc- on the spectrum. It's more of people from Ronkonka with neck tattoos. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. As much, I, and I love me some laser tag, but I you do don't, too. you don't see no, uh, laser tag in the Hamptons. Nope. But nope. the amount of like people we serviced from the Hamptons at this tennis store, because it like objectively, great tennis store. Like I don't work there anymore, but good people. If I was in the tennis, this would be where I'd go. Oh no, like it is. That's the funny part. Um yeah. I, I was looking to get into tennis uh really? last year. Or I, was it last year, two years ago? I don't know. Time is a bit. What bitch. made you want to get into tennis? Oh, it was just like a socially distanceable activity that the and government was active. Well, it was something you were allowed to do when you couldn't do other things. Because again, rich people, shit, you know, yeah. they, they really fought like in the you know local government. The store that I work for yeah. petitioned the local government to be like, get these locks off these fucking courts before really? the rich people decide to nuke us. Like, um, <laughs> so yeah, that was just something to do. And, you know, I got, I've been still since then trying to get into shape and, uh, I ran into a, a friend of Good mine you, by the way, at Models. It's not working. Yeah, but uh, the effort's there, and like I, I like I, I'm at that stage right now. Where I'm looking myself in the mirror, and I'm like, I should do something about this. And then I go and like eat like McDonald's. Like I, I don't know, as a, as a guy fatter than you, I get personal goals, but you're you're doing better than me, pal. I, I wear I, black a lot. Oh, I wear black all the time. <laughs> That's the only thing. Like, who, who the fuck? I get the skinny guy gut. Everybody's like, oh, I wish I had that. I'm like, no, you don't. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, like a like a African child skin yeah, guy African gut? Child gut. That's oh what like. wow. Okay. Got yeah, it. like that. It's like it's not, and it just comes from like, like, like I I loved like like housing beers and 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 going to parties and like we would just drink like a bunch of light beer, and like <laughs> yeah. lo and behold, apparently that is empty calories. So I just, but it all built up in my fucking gut. That's you know that's what they say. So I've been like. I know I'm having one now, but technically this is the first beer I've had in a week. I've been trying, like, I've also been okay. like, trying to do. Some yeah, work. yeah. Smoking has been the hardest thing to quit. Uh, I've gone uh, amen, brother. a day and a half without a cigarette is my record so far. Okay. I'm going to see if I can make it two. <laughs> um, I did not, I was, I was actually quitting. We were going back to something you asked before about the shitty week. Uh, I was quitting that week. And the, basically it started out like this. I do a podcast called Millennial Stoner. Um, and... We did a whole episode with Noel. I don't. You know Noel Rodney Jr. You know Noel. Cheers Noel to Rose, Noel. Yeah, shout out. Totally hit him up about being on here because he's probably got uh, <laughs> great perspective on a lot of. He's got great perspective on a lot of shit. No, absolutely. I did a great episode with him. I bet. I didn't know shit about anime. I we we had a hilarious conversation about anime about voice actors being fucking weird and everything. It was really great, and I lost the first half of the episode. Which oh, was some of the best shit that happened to me with my Tim Thompson episode. I got to re-record yeah. it. Uh, I had such a great time, and I and I'm putting it up uh, for anybody who I don't, uh, hears this. It will be up on uh, next next week. I just, we tried to salvage it. I were able to salvage a half an hour of an hour episode. Got it. I was just so mad because my producer, who's Chris, who I love to death, who I'm nothing without. Uh, I told him on the phone, I was like, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the world right now because this was a good episode. Noel's such a cool dude, and I wanted to showcase him. Um, and uh, so that happened. And then the next day, that was on Monday. And I'm going to Connecticut on Thursday to go perform at Mohican Sun. So Monday starts out bad. Tuesday, I get a phone call from my brother-in-law and my sister. They can't come to the show. So now I'm worried that my minimum is screwed and I can't perform. 
I don't know why they can't come to the show. Uh, something has happened. Uh, so I'm like, this, this is, this is bad. So, and then, um, because of that, I had to scramble. Then I had to cancel our, our episode of the show because I was like, I'm something's going on right now. Yeah. I have a phone call from my sister. I had to scramble to get people. I was calling everybody and I, I just couldn't think clearly. So for me to sit down with an episode with you, I would have just been staring at the wall the whole time. It would have been so like hard to reach. I feel so there you, was man. that. I finally just went to bed, woke up the next day, um, you know, got through everything. I was like, let me just get to Connecticut. I think it'll, I talked to the producer of the show and mm-hmm. he was like, if you can get three, it'll be fine. I hit up my buddy. He's like, I'm 45 minutes away. He's my more of my well off friends. He's, he's, he was in the, he was like 45 minutes from the venue with his kid. So I was like, all right, you come down and I should be fine. I missed my ferry. <laughs> Dang, dude. I missed my fucking ferry. Uh, and I was like, but I missed my ferry. I showed up 15 minutes early and they said I was late, which I still can't figure out. I still can't figure this That's out. That's lame. Yeah. So they were like, you should have showed up at three 30. And I'm like, but I had a ticket. Like <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I didn't argue with the guy. I was like, yep, this is, this is about right. I made a point to not to talk to like just sat in the corner on the ferry. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to interact with anybody. If I interact yeah. with someone, they're going to try, like I'm going to end up pissing them off. And I'm going to punch me. And this is going to add to the day. Dang. Get to the venue. I can perform. Oh wait, no, before I get to the, I get to the hotel, uh, I go up to check in. Cause I had gotten a room. Uh, cause it was a late show. I didn't want to drive all the way back around. Um, I got the room. I go in there and I said, hello, my name is, uh, what? My name is my name is <laughs> my name is Joe Winchell. Uh, I have a room here, and my mom was there. My mom and my dad were there, so they checked. She checked me in, so they were like, "There's no room under your name," and I was like, "That's bullshit." I made the reservation myself, but if but if someone else checks you in, then everything goes under their name. Hmm. So my mom checked you in, so it was on my credit card. But it was it was under her name, so they couldn't find me. So I'm down there for ten minutes trying to figure where my fucking room is. I call my mother. And I'm like, "Did you check me in?" And she goes, "Yes." I'm like, "Please come down here right now. They need to see your ID." My mom comes downstairs. That gives me the ID. They go, "What's your name?" And I go, "Winchell." And I spelled it. I go, "W I N C H E L L." And this lady hands me two keys. In the key, it says Mitchell. Uh. Uh, I'm sure it's nothing. And I see the room number, and I'm like, "Okay." So I go up to the room, and I open the door, and. Uh, there's someone in my room. <laughs> there's someone in my room, and uh, I was like, and I didn't. They didn't see me. Like, they, like I, there was stuff on the bed, and the, I, I think there was someone in the bathroom. I'm like, wait a minute, no. Like, maybe that's just a maid. Like, maybe I just saw maid stuff. <laughs> so I go in there, oh, no, and as dude. soon as I open the door, like someone goes, "Who the hell is that?" And I go, "Nobody." And I close the door. <laughs> I go back downstairs as fast as possible because I thought this lady was gonna chase me out in like a fucking towel or some shit. Uh. Uh, I go, hello. Um. There's someone in my room. I don't know if it's double booked. And they go, what's your name? And I go, Winchell. And they go, it's not Mitchell. And again, I spelled the name. Like, I said W-I-N-C-H-E. This is a classic Wumbo situation, man. I know, I know. But it's even that. It's like, I, I looked at the girl behind the desk, and I'm like, I feel like you have the same scorpions in your brain that I do with ADD. So I'm like, I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to get mad. But I was doing that thing where I was like, I'm just going to play this real tired. I'm like, I just need to get to my room and lay down. So she gives me the room, and she goes, Winchell, right? And I go, yes. So she gives me different keys for another room i go to this room i open the door as soon as i open the door my mother's standing there with my dad and i go this your room and they go yes and i'm like cool and i go back downstairs and i said i have my own room like i have my own room can i please get and again i'm not yelling i understand and she goes i am so sorry and i'm like lady it is fine i finally get to my room and everything like it, it, but it was just like that that like leading up to that i was like if i don't get to perform tonight i'm gonna fucking like 
and I have to be in a alone in a hotel room. Like, I'm not saying I'm going to off myself, but like the chances are pretty high. They have gin in the fucking room. Like, like it was just like, it was just like a shitty week where everything went wrong, possibly could have gone wrong. And like, and then like, even just getting there was just like fucking, and I know it's white man's fucking, this is white people problems, everything like that. But oh, man, that's mentally just, I was you're... just exhausted the whole time. That's the thing, man. And in, in, in anybody's life, you're allowed to have issues and setbacks. And that's, you know, it's frustrating shit. Yeah, and then I, I found the out feeling. two people that were supposed, another two people that were supposed to come. Yeah. I found out that one of their family members, uh, they said they couldn't come and I was like livid. And then like they ex- explained it to me and they said like, uh, sorry, like, so they're, uh, one of their uh, like their significant other one use names because this is pretty but like significant others uh, mom's boyfriend invested all their money into a cryptocurrency that tanked ah right that sucks and like lost all of their money so they're like we have to go to Ohio where they live now and figure this out and I go totally understand that so uh, I hope they're okay. But did, yeah, did it was the just, producer of the show accept the that he cryptocurrency? He Actually, he was no. Did he accept that type? He accepted that cryptocurrency. He'd <laughs> be golden. Like, problem solved. I asked him solved. what it was called. I was like, was it like, was it like, like a like one of those dog named ones, like like Dogecoin, <laughs> Dogecoin. or was it like you know uh, uh, Dotson coin or something like oh, that? Oh man. But yeah, that was so. It was just like a shitty week, That's and like rough. I get so me- you know I don't know about you, but like I get so mentally burnt out sometimes because I have like eight things wrong with my brain. So oh. like between the anxiety to depression and the ADHD, I'm just like eventually I'm like I need to take an edible and just like go into a coma for like six hours. You know, I I think that's uh, I'm in a metaphorical life coma right now. That's yeah. like a, such a horrible thing to throw out into the world. But you're such like, a laid back dude, man. I, I, Are you like I, I every time I see you, you're always like, hey, man, what's up? But I'm like, ah, Brandon's so laid back. I wish I was more like that. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's a, it's just a weird, it's a weird chunk of my life right now. I feel like I've been talking about it on the podcast so much. It's all right. Um, nah, it's just like talk about it with me. Can't <laughs> be the, the I'm, I got divorced the podcast, you know. But it's like it was just a, it was a wild you got year. Divorced? Oh yeah. I didn't know that you were married. Oh damn, that's okay. No, uh, like I'll, this I'll is cool, you, man. I'll, I'll give you the rundown. I'll yeah, give you the give rundown. Me the rundown. Uh, that's not cool. I'm, this is not cool. I'm just saying. I didn't no, know it's the, about it's the coolest. <laughs> um, uh, I got married in November. Okay. Uh, divorce started in like early April. No shit. And, uh, I, I, I look, I got my packet of legal documents right oh here God. for the ASMR. <laughs> See, this is Crowd, I flipped the ASMR my ear guys. I go to bed at night. Oh yeah. You guys can really jerk off to my divorce. Literally. If you're ASMR guy. Uh, yeah. And it's literally like my setbacks have just been, uh, trying to progress this. Like, yeah. was that- like one of the, you know, the, one of the funny things about it, I legally cannot like, and we're doing it no contest. Like we're very like, so you're being simple terms. about the whole thing essentially. Extremely. Okay. That's good. I and, was going to uh, ask, is it messy think, or is it? No, it's like the utmost like degree. We're just like, let's just get it done. Like we don't need to fight or make it messy. Was like, this a mutual thing? Oh yeah. No, was yeah. It, did, how long did you date? I'm, I'm sorry. This is all new to me. Uh, five years. Really? Yeah. And it just did you live together beforehand? Yeah. I mean, that's you know what the, the it's very and I'm, I'm not like I don't it's very interesting it's to me because like I I just think like, we were I think we were a COVID breakup that just were denying it. Okay. You know to do the shorter version of it like I think that's really what it was like it it affected both of us in different ways. I, a lot of people went through that. So oh, that's the thing. Yeah. Like for a time we were like, ha, look at this, look at us surviving COVID like a like a power couple, and then I it was like it was all fake. Of every of every like we're doing this, and I'm like, oh, God, I hope it's all lies. Like <laughs> oh yeah, I'm feeling it now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's but that's you know it's it's crazy to me because like and I, I just mean that from a standpoint of like good for you by the way for like because I know some people in your situation it is not amicable. Yeah, um, where it's yeah. either the guy is being an asshole, the girl is being a you know a complete bitch to him, and uh, the, you know it's just like it's it's so consider yourself very lucky that um <laughs> there's an understanding <laughs> like oh no big time you know like that is the the silver lining is that like we're just getting it done like as fast How old as are you possible you, I, I never even ask. How dare you, Joe? Uh, twenty-eight. Oh, okay. So it's that, that's that's not bad. Yeah, and you're thirty-four. Forty-five? No, um, I'm thirty-five. Thirty-five. Yeah. You know, I was thinking thirty-five, and I was like, I'm gonna say four. I was almost Slightly. married <laughs> once. I was almost Ooh. married once. Uh, it was like a pre, like it was. I was, but it wasn't like. It was. I was like told to go buy a ring, and mm. then I remember thinking, I'm like, I don't know if this relationship is working out. Like, like ah, ah, ah. as I was, because they were like, I was told that we were going to move to California and get a ring, and 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 I was like, okay, why? Like, like but, damn, um, dude. I don't know. I've always, I've always, uh, relationship relationship stuff. I find utterly fascinating because it's, it's like, I feel like it's, it's, it's something that we as a human, as a species, we treat so haphazardly. Like yeah. the idea of relationships, like it's almost like a loaded gun in a lot of ways. And I'm not like, but it is like a loaded gun because like I've seen relationships destroy some people. I've seen other relationships make people very much stronger, you know, and, and like, or you learn from it. But it's, it's such a roulette crapshoot with, you know, marriage or moving in with somebody or even taking a chance on somebody like the vulnerability that it takes to do that is crazy to me. Yeah, I've been single for eight years. <laughs> hey, like it, it, what's wild is I feel like we as a species are moving farther away from you know personal interaction and, mm-hmm. and getting close are, to, are, to people yeah. and then we're biologically compelled to be extremely close to another person like yeah. but by and large obviously not everybody you know the, the asexuals just give me one star review sorry I, you guys are cool um <laughs> that's who hates you the asexuals the, well because i i said everybody's <laughs> attracted but you know but you know what i'm saying like most of most us are compelled people, to yes. to be in in romantic relationships or at least physical ones and it's like that's uh, a hell of a juxtaposition of like it is you know people's people skills are just going down and i've yeah. just noticed that since being back in the dating world and i think i think covid and lockdown was a part of it i think just people oh, mentally are at the end of their rope i don't think so how to talk to people anymore dude dating is crazy I'm in the dating, like I've like I've, I've written some jokes about it and everything, and I'm I'm back out there and everything. And I'll tell you what, on the subject of like collectibles and shit, uh, one of those things where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna meet this girl, and then I just kind of look at my room. I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna ever bring her here. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it's not that I know people are always telling you like, be proud of your fandom. I'm like, I want to be proud of my fandom. I also want to like, you know, be able to have lunch with somebody like on a mm. regular basis, you know, it, like, and it's that weird thing that I think you wrestle with where it's like, am I good enough? Which is ridiculous. You should always like have confidence in yourself, you know? Yeah. But, like it's, it's nerve wracking going out there and just making conversation with somebody that you've never fucking met before, except on a fucking digital app. Absolutely. You know, which is why, like, I, I don't know. I feel like my strategy on those apps lately has been like as early as possible, make the move, to hang out in a public place like that first i don't know i feel like so many people are like we're fucking on the first date or you know just coming to my place go get fucking coffee well that's that the i love going to get coffee i do too i like getting to know people uh don't get me wrong i like to fuck on the first date too but not all the time um but yeah (laughs) it's it's always like because i'll say this when you have a genuine connection with a person it's always exciting it's always exciting and there is I think people go for, I do think there is still that mentality of like, 
there's a picture that people are going for. And if you fit that picture, it doesn't really matter if they love you or not. You fit mm. the picture. And I noticed a lot of people and like I, I I'm 35, which means like nowadays I'm actually seeing a lot of people I know break up. You know that okay, were yeah. married and every like people that uh, I, I have a couple friends that I have I have I, I have uh, that have and I've seen it. I'm just like I was at it's crazy because I'm like I was at your wedding. It was expensive. Like you spoke of love and and it's crazy to me and like to to, to talk make, to Dom Dom Lamarck about my wedding. <laughs> Dom was there. Yeah, <laughs> I love Dom. I just had him on the show not too long ago. I know it was a great episode. He's fucking. I look at that. I'm like I'm gonna make little plush dolls of you. Sell them to the public. I'm gonna squeeze it. You know something great? He was yeah. a, an honorary groomsman. I, I I met him after I already locked in all that shit. I was an honorary groomsman for something too. So um, and he ended up uh, coming to my bachelor party in Boston. And I said to him, I said, Dom, I want you to be here regardless of this. Yeah. But like, I'll I'm gonna have everybody like chip in money to give you. And can you just be like the the on call joint roller and supplier of Bud the whole time? And he's like, I would be honored, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And it, and it was, uh, and, and that just, it was a delightful trip, but that was the, that was the best part about getting married. I had a great bachelor party. Uh, you, know, uh, <laughs> you went to Boston. That's awesome. Yeah. Airbnb. We, you know, we had, uh, you, you know, did like the full thing. It was a great I'm time. I'm a good planner. I planned a good bachelor party. You That's know? cool. You know, so, but that, you know, again, like, and I admire anybody, like, I don't mean this from the bottom of my heart. I admire anybody that's still married right now that I met and is making it work. Like my best friend's got a great, yeah, if you could do it, it's cool. But it's, I, I think, I think there's still this, I don't know, it's like a very fifties mentality. I feel like that's, that it's like married. It's still like, we're going to marry and we're going to have weird kids now. You know what I mean? Like before, like we're going to, like, again, it's this picture that people still want. And everything, and it's amazing. Like I know somebody that married, like moved to England, got married, moved to, just whole life gone. Like lived in New York their whole life, and that's cool for them and everything. But I'm like, man, that is that's something that you really want, and that's like crazy to me. Like that's like that's that, that's that's where the jump off is. This is like everything I've ever told my therapist. <laughs> you know, but I don't know. It's just like the era and everything. And you're right, people don't have people skills anymore, so dating is just in in trouble because. And I don't know. I feel like there's also this thing that happens where you have a conversation with somebody and then it reaches a stopping point and then like that's it on some of these apps. Like it's weird and you're like, yeah, I thought we absolutely. had something and it just like you just like someone just doesn't respond and you're like, what the fuck? Like what happened? Well, and you know, what? like 90 percent of the time is like they probably just started talking to somebody a little bit more seriously. Yeah, and that, that's exactly because that's the that's a, the weirdest transition. Like I met my ex-wife on Tinder. Mm. And uh, as I, most people uh, around your age and mine have at this point. probably yeah and like very I, I very vividly remember deciding to like stop talking to this one other chick like to talk to ah, to yeah. talk to my ex-wife and um, it, it was always very interesting to me how like close to missing you know dating my wife I was yeah it you're right because i had to flip at first i was yeah. more into the other girl That's crazy and then i felt like i had a very clerks moment where i was like oh don't go that, for the girl that'll nice. like fuck you go for the girl that'll make you lasagna i had that moment there's a million fine looking women in the world yeah don't don't you know there's many there's a million fine looking women in the world most of them just cheat on you none of them bring you lasagna at work no none of them bring lasagna at work most of them just cheat on you 
God, man, I I butchered that that quote, and thank you for getting it very. If not, it was perfect, written on my wall close. at one point. That's I was awesome. such a fucking. I was going to be an indie filmmaker when I was like fifteen. I wrote yeah, a bunch dude. of Kevin Smith quotes on my wall, like these are fucking, this is, and then Fight Club quotes because what because like. <laughs> oh, I kind of I kind of want to show you a movie I made when I was fifteen. You made it. I used to make movies too. It's the only movie I have from that era, like that I have on like DVD that I can play. And oh it's, uh, I man, love it. a little past my I saw little, tapes. <laughs> I've taped well, marker writing on it. You know, it was crazy. We so I was in the in between era because we shot on tape and had to convert it all to digital to edit it. I watched it all happen. Yeah, because it was all tape and like it's weird. You you did. You were like just in the middle. Because are you technically a millennial? What were you? Oh yeah, yeah. No, you're I'm, a millennial. I'm, yeah, I'm late wave millennial. Yeah, you're you're like the last crop. Ninety four. Yeah, yeah. You're you're because you're about my sister's age. Um and. The, the crazy thing with me and, and that is we literally watched the internet happen. And then with the videotape stuff, we, we shot everything on, uh, we shot everything that we did. We made this Kung Fu movie. We shot it all on fucking VHS tapes, like the nice. big blocky ones. Oh, yeah. And then they made the mini ones. So we converted to just a smaller tape. And by the time they had gone to like the DV, like I remember like, taking a video production class in high school and they had like the new DV camera. We just, at that point, we we're just using their equipment, but they had like the, the CD in it. Hell yeah. And that to me was like, the future is here. Yeah. Like we're just going to, it's just going to stream into our brains now. I had a, uh, I didn't really use it for school, but did you ever hear the, the flip cameras? There were flip these little, cameras. there were these little camcorders that you'd push a little button and a USB would flip out so you could easily plug your video camera into the computer. And it was like a big deal. Oh, right. And yeah. uh, that was like pre-smartphones. Like now everything's you, just there. A thousand percent. Yeah. But like maybe it's still like early smartphones, but it was definitely also like right before it where like you just didn't have a camera already. You know, you know what's crazy about it? And you can attest this because you grew up with it. The technology, like the pre- Wi-Fi or the pre-Bluetooth cloud, mm -hmm. that sort of interacting, internet interacting, the products they were putting out there to figure it out at one point, like the pump. Do you remember the that like clear? It was called like a like a Nukio or something like that. It was like a clear looking like like Palm Pilot thing. It was squiggly looking. It was for kids. No, and it was supposed to be like online. You were supposed to be able to play games like on. It was a whole oh, idea shit. of all of these products. Whereas that you could that was the whole thing. They were trying to figure out internet gaming. Uh, without having to use a computer. That's why, like, there was the Tiger.com. Do you remember that thing? It looked like a Game Boy. It looked like a Game Boy and a fucking Game Gear fucked. <laughs> it's exactly what it looked like. Okay. And all they right. made, it's weird because I remember all of these bullshit toys they put out there. And then, like, the thing that solidified it mm. was Sega Dreamcast. When Sega Dreamcast came out, they were like, online gaming. We're going to do online gaming. And the system tanked, but the idea was revolutionary because every video game company took it after that. And that's basically turned into what everybody was trying to get. I mean, after that was all smartphones and everything like that, but that was sort of, they were trying to crack the code in online gaming. And I think Sega Dreamcast figured it out. They just didn't, the system wasn't successful. Absolutely. And yeah. that, that was the thing I know, like the PlayStation two had online GameCube technically had online in Japan. But Second, then, like, no, Dreamcast, because Dreamcast came out here. before all of those. No, I know, but there yeah. was like the early examples of it. But yeah. then, um, I was in middle school when, uh, like, the 360 came out. Dude, that, and that was the only generation <sighs> I was a Microsoft Xbox kid because that... Do you remember when that came out? It was like... I you had to be an Xbox kid if you wanted to play with friends. Like, yeah. the, the PlayStation dudes... And, I mean, I got a PlayStation tattoo. I'm a PlayStation guy. Yeah, I'm a Sony guy, too. But, like, that TV, Sony, the everything. Um, 
Yeah, I'm but Sony TV. <laughs> you had to you had to have 360. Yeah, it was because the you place. had to play. With, it was easy. It was so huge at the time too. Yeah, like that was what you did with your friends. Yeah, you, you played COD and oh, said man. things that will cancel do you, us. Do you remember when that system? I remember. I worked in EB Games when that system came out. I was like 18. Ah, uh, no way. Yeah, and yeah. I was there for the midnight opening, and they made me stay at that store. It's like you have to stay in this. I swear to God, they were ribbing me. Uh, they were. They was like you have to stay in the store, and I was like, what? And because you have to stay in the store because you know someone might break in. I'm like, what happens all the other times when I went to, to, to went home at night? My manager was a weirdo, uh, so I I ended up staying in the store, and I just I I had the keys to the place, so I just like went into like the. <laughs> I, I played every Xbox launch game that night because we had them all. We had all like the, they were display discs. They weren't the actual games. They were games that you right. would put in there so you could just play. It was just meant to, and they had every launch game, which was like Perfect Dark, Call of Duty 2. I just sat there and I, Hell yeah. we closed it like six and then mm-hmm. they was coming, I was like, I'll be back at 11. I'm like, cool, I'm going to fucking sit here until 11. Everybody kept knocking on the door. I'd be like, can I come in? And I was like, no, but I remember the line around the corner when we opened up lying around and nobody had enough xboxes nobody that was it there was a waiting list a mile long but everybody yeah. got them eventually unlike now like i like to get a ps5 oh it's ooh, we got to sell some kids uh you got to fucking there's, there's some shit you got to do you got to know wild, somebody man. who knows somebody i was able to get one because my friend fucking helped me out um nice but like it just that process like was tiring Oh, absolutely, like you have man. to want it. Like <laughs> Dude, I worked I worked the launch of the PlayStation 4 uh through the launch of the Switch and I worked in games retail. Wow. And PlayStation 4 was fun cuz I worked at like a uh plane trade, so not GameStop. Oh, I love plane trade. Great stores, but like, you know, they weren't getting any allocated PS4s. So, uh I think they were out for 2 weeks and uh, this uh, probably heroin addict, but you know, you never know which drug it is. Uh, <laughs> walked like in it. trying to sell his, like the seal was broken, but like they opened the box, every, all the wrap was still around the console, Stolen. like all the, <laughs> hey, uh, but you know what the funny thing was? He showed a receipt, he showed a proof of purchase. He totally showed a proof of purchase and he's yeah. like, and it was a gift receipt. So like, I don't know, you could still steal it, but like, it was funny that like it matched all the serial numbers and everything matched. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a, a boot or anything like that. That's, like, not a boot, that was my like, original PS4. Like some kind of a bootlegged PS4, you know? No, that was the thing. Like I was just convinced enough to give him like five more dollars than my store would have offered him cash. Just to have it. <laughs> oh my God. It was like, it was PS4. the same the early PS4 days was, were the same as like PS five, not able to yeah, people, get it. People act like this is new. And I'm like, I remember it's worse. The PS it's worse, but yeah. I remember you couldn't get the PS four for a year. Yeah, exactly. You know? But then eventually you could, and it's definitely not the case with PS fives. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, I don't know. I feel like people can get them now. Well, but I also my, haven't been my looking. My friend always comes to me with all this tech news and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you got to get a PS five. Now this is one of the reasons I got, it. he's like, they're not making like, they're stopping making a particular microchip. And I'm like forever. Yeah. And he goes, well, probably not. And I go, Huh. You know what I mean? Like, like, but so funny. why do we, you know, cause I'm always content to wait. Like, but yeah, the, I had to get a 360 because it was why you were, you were like a, you don't have a 360. What do you got? PS3? Get out of here. Yeah. No, that was like, that was like one of the biggest bouts of tribalism was being that was, like, oh, <laughs> it's still there. I, I could write a fucking thesis on the fucking tribalism in the world where everybody where everybody's we gaming live in a, tribalism, dude. <laughs> we, we fucking live in a world where everybody like 
we're all, like we want to all be equal except are you a fucking Sony guy or are you a fucking Microsoft guy or are you what are you DC what are you Marvel I, I'm a DC guy I like all superhero things but if anybody finds out I predominantly like DC films they like shit on me and shit like you know what I mean like and I just wow. saw Thor Love and Thunder last night and I really enjoyed it really I liked it uh, I like Ragnarok more of course you have um, <laughs> but like it I don't right. know. Like, I, I am like, I admit that I'm exhausted with Marvel films, particularly. Like, sure, I'm just sure. like, they should have ended it with Endgame because that's why it was called Endgame. But like, I saw it and I was like, okay, you know, I, I had some genuine laughs in it. Other stuff that I'm like, you could have cut that. That definitely. Why is that in there? Um, There's just certain things where I'm like, how much money did they give you, Takia? Like, but there's yeah. other stuff I really liked. Um, But for the most part, I was with the Marvel films. I'm just like, am I going to watch this again? You know. Am I legitimately like there's 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 35 40 films now? I could probably rewatch maybe 5 or 6 of them. The only ones I've like purchased on DVD are the, the Spider-Man ones. Oh, the Spider-Man ones are good, but yeah. which I can't even give Marvel full credit for that because that's technically still a Sony property. Uh yeah, but they, I mean they c- collaborated. Yeah, like yeah. like Sony the the other uh, like, you know, Venom movies are garbage as much as like I wanted. I I like elements of them, yeah. but by I and large. I do too. I like the first Venom movie. I like sure. the second Venom movie is not great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but again, it's... I mean, look to- at Morpheus. Like, they they can't make a movie by themselves. I don't understand. They can't... They don't know what they're but doing. But they don't... Like, that's my point with the Morpheus thing. And I'm like, what? Why are you making a Morpheus movie? They can hire us and get better movies. You could... I could, like... I, I, yeah, you're right. Like, I, I like to a point. Because I'm just like, what, why are you making a fucking Morpheus movie? There's like, Jared Leto's playing it. I'm like, why are you casting Jared Leto as Morpheus? They're so bad at movies movie decision making that i i am still astounded that marvel was able to get them to let them do spider-man and the mcu like it doesn't make sense like they're so dumb i don't think anybody would have seen like the third i think they should have let andrew garfield finish out the trilogy i didn't love amazing spider-man 2 i liked amazing spider-man 1 i thought Amazing spider-man 2 suffered from over like the like what do you, it was the same Everything that's wrong with Amazing Spider-Man 2 is the same thing of why Spider-Man 3 sucked. It was just overblown, and it was like, you have like eight villains in it, and then you throw in a Green Goblin at the last second. Like, what the fuck? I agree with everything you're saying, except they're both garbage films. Really? You didn't (laughs) like the first one? No, and I like Andrew Garfield. I love Andrew Garfield. I think he's excellent in... no way home. Um, yeah, he is. He got well. It's also like every, because everybody shit on him for so long, and now everybody's like, "We love you, Andrew Garfield." I'm like, well, "You but like, fuck but you." No, like, but it, like he didn't make those movies. Bad. No, he didn't make those movies. Sony bad. made those movies bad, yeah. and the whoever directed them. But like, I don't know. I yeah, uh, second, I remember that actually after I, I saw, like the, I like those. I like Iron Man two. That's the only other other one I own on that's DVD. One a lot of people hate. Oh, it, it's so. Hate. I love Iron Man three. It's trap. No. Iron Man 3 is technically the best if one. If you remove the exploding people, it's really not that bad. But 2 is the first one that that like Kevin Feige really like fucked with because like he was like it needs to fit what we're doing. And like it's That's a tragic true. movie to watch because there's a really good movie in there somewhere. Well, and on it's paper. unintentionally hilarious because of how they just chopped it up and made it suck. Yeah. And just Mickey Rourke being like I want my part. It's the best. Yeah, I know. It's it's it, so funny. And I remember and I'm like and that was like <laughs> That was the Mickey Rourke Renaissance because he oh, had yeah. made the wrestler. Yep. And then they're like, we're going to make him the villain in Iron Man 2. He's Iron Man whip- with whips. Yeah, he's going to be whiplash, classic Iron Man villain. And then you watch it. And then like you get to the finale of the movie 
And he, they fight him for like two seconds and then he explodes. And they beat him with a beam struggle. A yeah. Dragon Ball Z style beam struggle. Exactly. It was beautifully garbage. Yeah, That's why and, I love that movie, man. And the best part of that movie, though, I've said a thousand times about this, is Sam uh, Rockwell. Yes, he's, he's fantastic Hammer. in it. He's if there's ever, if I can get anybody to watch Iron Man 2, it's because of fucking Sam Rockwell in it. See, this is why my theory works. Anybody I talk to about Iron Man 2 that's into superhero shit, we we eventually reach this conclusion that it is it is a a, a tragic masterpiece. It, it is. You know, I used to <laughs> shit on it a lot, but then like Iron Man three does character work really well. No, because Iron Man three is like actually a good movie. Yeah, because you get, people forget Robert Downey Jr. is actually a really good actor. Yeah, and like they let him act in that movie, and everybody's like, "I hate fanboys." They're like the Mandarin, it wasn't the Mandarin. And I'm like, eh, like what do you want? The Not space the... fucking? You want that space shit? You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Like, let them tell a story about character. Let them, let them, let the character feel something. You know what I mean? And you got some cool stuff with Tony in there. Deciding if this is the right thing to do. Did he even, is, is all this, it's why he destroys the suits at the end. I can't mm -hmm. be a monopoly on people. You know, I've, or I, I, I saw somebody that was regular and I turned him into a monster. And I can't let that happen again because of what I did. It harkens back to that first movie, which Iron Man 1 is a classic film. Sure is. And that whole idea of him, you know, it's when he goes to, the, he does the, the, the field test and he, he, he's doing the, and he blows all the terrorists up. Um, it's like the, he does the whole, there's reasons behind Tony in that aspect. Yes, you know? sure. And, and then uh, the problem with Iron Man 2 is like, it feels like three different movies cut, cut together. Because Kevin Feige was like, "Oh, and this John Favreau, you've made a film. Chop, 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 chop. Yeah, yeah. Rearrange, blah, blah, blah." We cut like twenty minutes out of it, and this is—I love movies, and I, I love like the and the 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 MCU is a very fascinating like. It's probably the most brilliant, and I will always. I'm like, you told a story over 11 years. I don't think anybody's ever going to be able to do that again. It's no, like, there's no film series like it. There's none, and like, if you can't at least tip a hat to the fact that they told a story over 11 years and it culminated pretty perfectly. Like, you know, like Endgame was a pretty good period to the end of that saga. Um, Absolutely. It, and for, for anybody, but like that being said, if you look, really analyze, like Captain Marvel doesn't even need to exist really when you look at the grand, like if you, you want to talk about fitting in, mm. you know what I mean? Like it's funny to look at a movie like Iron Man 2, which was cut to make sure that it fit in with what they were doing because particularly because it had, um, I was going to say Scarlet Witch, uh, Black Widow was like introduced in that movie. Um, but when you get to a movie like Captain Marvel, like years later, it's almost like we're doing this to do it. It, it has no real place in anything because she doesn't even save the day at the end of the movie. <laughs> in fact, she gets punched in the face by Thanos immediately. And and it's just very, it's very interesting to me. And I like, I, like and I have this, love-hate relationship with Marvel where, like, I'll see a movie like Eternals and I'll be like, what the fuck was that? That is the only one I haven't seen because I'm just, that That was where my burnout finally made me not just go see one it's, eventually. It, it, I the, barely saw Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi was fine. It was, right. it was fine. That's what I mean. It was fine. And I'm like, it's just, I'm never going to really watch this again. Never. You know? And everybody, and I'm fucking over the moon. Listen, Asian re representation, awesome. That's great. And I said this about crazy rich Asians. I'm like, this is fantastic. How about we give them good scripts? Wouldn't that be great? But then we'd have true equality, Joe. All right. I see where you're coming from. Uh, can I borrow your Nazi flag in the back? I have, <laughs> I have an Aerosmith <laughs> bandana. Is that close enough? <laughs> you do have an Aerosmith bandana. <laughs> 
Uh, no, but I'm just saying, like, I- I'm saying the problem with the- this is just fatigue. Like, I used to That's say- laziness. Look what they did to fucking Star Wars. They just they just What's made movies. Star Wars? They just made three more movies as fast as they could to I- get it out there, and they're not good. Because I've, I've, I, when that first movie came out, yeah, I saw it, and yeah. I was like, it was all right. That's what I said. It was all right. And everybody, and again, this is why I hate, like, I love hate fandoms. They're yeah. just like, fuck you. And I'm like, it's, it's it's okay. It's basically episode one. They're like, fuck you. The magic is back. Fuck you. It's a, Disney's doing it. Like the Millennium Falcon was there, and I'm yeah. like, they killed Han Solo. Like like, do you think they're like? No, that's but that was the coolest thing about that movie. That's like them using characters and drama and tension, and then they just yeah. No, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh oh, my bad, my bad. I'm okay. saying yes. I'm like I'm agreeing with them. Like they killed Han Solo. They did all these things, but I'm like the magic. Ugh. It's a rehash. Yeah. And then the second movie came out. Which, to be fair, I actually liked the most. It is the best, but also the most tragic because it had potential. And then they were like, "Nah." And you know, it's funny. uh, I had, uh, I had, um, um, (laughs) I had James Raniolo on my podcast. Oh, yeah, we we talked about it on this show too. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, He almost walked out when I said exactly what I said to you. Yeah, and I was like, and I said this, and it's because anybody's reasoning for why they hate Last Jedi is because they're attached to a fandom, which is fine. I understand that. As somebody who doesn't want to see, you know, as somebody who has fandoms, I well, get yeah, that. yeah, it's like me with the Transformers movies. Exactly. You they're want not... to see these characters in a certain light. But yeah. there's also this part of me because I love stories and I love being, I would so much rather be taken away in an interesting story. Yeah. So by the time Last Jedi ends, it's a very interesting place it's the most interesting place that that new series could have been at because everything else that comes out is just retreading what came out 50 years ago yep. it's just retreading and it's my friend Dan puts it the best way it might they, it, Disney might as well be standing in front of us going like hey kids you like the Millennium Falcon do you remember Star Wars hey come on in we got all we got it all right here like, and it's, it's member cool. berries dog it is and it's cool <laughs> and again and I listen I know Ghostbusters Afterlife has a lot of member, member berries in it and like there is some retreading of that first film but the argument is they don't pretend like that's not what they're doing in that movie they kind mm. of, it's meant to be an homage to the first film. Yeah. This was meant to be a new Star Wars film. The yeah. Force Awakens. You know what I mean? This this was meant to tell a new story. And you told the same story that they told 50 years ago. Yeah. And it ends, and don't even get me started on fucking Rise of Skywalker. Oh my God. I, I, I had never laughed so hard in a fucking opening crawl in my entire life. The Dead Walk. What movie did we miss? <laughs> you brought back the guy from 50 years ago? Yeah. Like, you could have it done was, anything after that after that second movie. And you're right. They're just making movies to make movies. It was just so sad. Because, like, I was, I was excited to be a Star Wars guy. Because I... The first one I saw was three. I, I, I resisted it growing up until three came out. And I was like, all right, fine. I'll, the I'll prequels? Star Wars. Just Star Wars in general. Okay. I was I was like... I've always been like a sci-fi guy and Star Wars is very like fantasy in space. It's people always say sci-fi and I'm like it's not No, it's like the people who it's think high fantasy. Yeah, people who think Star Wars is sci-fi don't they just don't know what No, it just takes place in space. Yeah, they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's Lord uh, of the Rings. Exactly. And yeah, but then, but then, like episode three is badass when you're a kid. I, I think so. That's, I I've always a good defended movie now. Uh, Return of the good. Jedi because a Jedi like Return of the Jedi like is like it, everything comes. It was. They use, utilize that whole aspect of the third act where like five different things were happening at once. Mm. And they do it very well in that movie. And you can say what you want about Muppets, but like that fucking Endor fight's kind of fucking cool, man. Like when they're like, you know, 
bear people live on this planet. What do you want? Like, not everything's going to have, like, giant exactly. monsters on it. Like, use the bear people. And you get that great final fight between Vader and Luke. There's a lot of great dialogue in it. Yeah. Them, and especially because he's on the Death Star, and he's looking out into a, the battle that's happening where his friends are. And you know, there's a lot going on in Jedi. There's some stuff that's not great. Agreed. It, but it's, you know, it's, it's a really solid. Thir- that first trilogy is solid. It's so solid. You know, and that's Absolutely, what makes me yeah. so mad because th- I talked before about should things end. I think with Star Wars, it probably should have. At this point, you know, I, I was a fan of them existing as six movies. Yeah, that's right. Like, like the, the prequels, the prequels yeah. are are flawed, but like they're it's still they part were of their canon. But like, even though they have their flaws, they're to me so much better than the sequels. Like they they it's, they are no. I, it, at least it feels like there was a a plan going in. Well, whereas also the sequels, no there's no plan. character in the. I mean, I guess someone could say Kylo Ren, but. Adam Driver's a phenomenal actor, and I feel like they paid him a lot of money to do this the bare minimum of acting, and that's fine. You should absolutely make your money if you're in that position. Um, but, like, there's no... You know how you watch, like, you, you, you watch the prequels, and, like, Ewan McGregor really stands out as Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? You're like, he's... Say what you will about those prequels, but Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, Ewan McGregor's really good, or Liam Neeson stands out, even though he's maybe the worst Jedi ever. But, like, <laughs> but he stands out, and nobody stood out. Like, all due respect to Daisy Ridley, but... You know, Ray doesn't stand out as like a character to me. All. She's very just two dimensional. White bread, the Jedi. <laughs> that's my problem with Jedi. Not even really a Jedi. I fucking hate Jedi's because I'm like, why? Like everybody's like, oh, Jedi's this. I'm like, I have problem with religion in general. I'm like, why are we listening to this ancient fucking religion? Yeah. Why are we listening to these guys? Like every like, and it's like I kind of like you understand sort of the the Sith is to a certain point because you're like they don't know what they're doing. I'm like, I'm beginning to see that they don't. Oh, and they they paint that they paint that picture in the prequels and all prequel media of like, yeah, no, like it, they're portrayed as the protagonists of the film yeah but it's like a terrible thing a, they got going on it's horrible yeah it it's really terrible is. for what and it's it literally the the episode one starts with them being like we're gonna convince these trade guys to not do yeah, what they want to do yeah these aren't the trades you're looking for <laughs> it's like yeah they did they did try to like kill them and gas them and shit but like still like it's still the space cops went to swing their big dicks around yeah exactly and it's like how the whole thing starts off against these innocent frog people um do not take this as a criticism of you my friend this is the show i love going off in whatever direction we go off into but to bring it back to collectibles sorry (laughs) do not be sorry do not be sorry that is i it is the show i i encourage the natural conversation such a freeform guy it's it's the best way to do it. Like, you know, what am I going to have? Like a checklist and like a, like timestamps and like boxes. But that works for people too. Hey, yeah, but don't do that those. with me though. Fuck no, no, yeah. So no, it was like, bring it back to collectibles. Go ahead. Well, no, what uh, like what what about it to you feels like a a guilty pleasure? Do you feel like uh, it's just you know, the, it the it's it's the, it's the idea. There's a gratuitousness to it. Sure. We all know that that there's a there's a there's a hedonistic element to collectibles because there's like this. It, first of all. You know, I, as somebody who like fucking loves history and like I've studied like I, I like 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 the history of like religion and shit like that. Sure, there is like some there's like a like a weird thing about the the hedonistic of an eff, you're worshiping an effigy. Like this is the shrine to the god Optimus Prime right here. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and I'm not saying that you treat, no. but there is sort of a you know there's like a, a symbolism to that. But like the big guilty pleasure about it is like 
it's expensive. <laughs> you know, what I, collectibles like, and, and there's also like, it's just going to sit on my shelf and I'm going to look at, it. like, I'm not even going to play with this thing. I'm going to look at it. It's just, but that's, that's what I love about my shit is like, I don't, you know, I don't like play, play with them. I'm not Andy in Toy Story one and two, Yeah, yeah. but they're like puzzles. You open up the case, you, you do the puzzle. Yeah. And then, yeah, you know, and just to fill it in there really quick, the, the story I was going to tell you about Soundwave, and then I got off on the ta- tangent. Um, I, I had the money set aside to fly to Buffalo from here to see my first girlfriend, and we broke up when that was in stores. And I was like, it was like, I think 250 retail maybe. Um, and now it is since quintupled in value yeah, so i'm, I'm happy I, to have I think it he's one of the most sought after figures and just the these the the masterpiece line like they don't you yeah. know sometimes they reprint them sometimes they don't you have um, to get them i have ghostbuster masterpiece lines but that at the time was like the biggest purchase and i really only did it because like i just happened to as a younger kid who didn't have a lot of cash i all of a sudden had this cash saved up that i did not have a you know we broke up and i didn't have a that's awesome. A flight for it. And then, oh, and I love Life that gives thing. you lemons, man. I love that thing. You can plug real headphones into yeah, that, it. Yeah, like, well, <laughs> that was why he was this. I mean, that's a cool toy. You want to talk about collectibles. Like, it it functions as two things. You can play with it, and you can listen to Huey Lewis in the News and skateboard down the street. Uh, this could be kind of fun. Um, reach up. And then, no, back, back, back. Yep, keep going, keep going, keep going. Uh, ah. It's my bad shoulder. <laughs> As I kill my guest, keep going. No, keep going. There. Ah, shit! I'm gonna get it. That was exactly who I wanted to grab. Who's is that? Is that li- Razor Beak? Tiny Soundwave. Oh! He turns into the, the you know the deck and everything, but he his chest opens up and he has a little little that he has laser beak inside. Oh, where'd you, is this like? Is this was this just one of the minis, or is this like a? a... That that was just at standard retail. Probably still See, is. This is cool. These toys are. Always, that's another thing. This is why you buy these things because you just you look at them and you're like, man, it just looks so cool. Like it just you can't help but admire it. And I maybe that's fun. why it's a guilty pleasure because it truly it's I I can relate it a little bit to like when when you it's it's a it's a splurge. It's a you know what I mean. Like it's absolutely. It's, if it's it's almost it's the nerd equivalent of going to a strip club and spending a bunch of money. You know what I mean. Like yeah, it really is. It's pleasure. It's it's guilty because it is pleasure. You know what I mean. A thousand percent, man. And I I uh, the place I'm at with collectibles personally now is the only the only real part of me that still wrestles with it in any sort of way. Because there's probably times where you're like, I shouldn't buy this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But that's just budgeting for anything. But like, uh, like I guess ethically or morally, yeah. the only times I really like think about it and like I might get to a new place or something is like there is a side of this where just like Hasbro just won in the, in this in the sense that like I could see they right. have their claws in my brain. They know that they can put out new iterations of the same 12-ish characters. And they've got you as a repeat customer. Oh, I mean, look at all the Optimus Primes, and they're not all even, like, official. Like, you don't some even of have them... the biggest collection I've seen, but I, I know these figures, and I'm like, this is still a good collection. Because like... well, I, I know the dark side of just, like, this could be my whole room. This could be my whole apartment. And, like, I make the the personal choice not to go like i had another display case and i uh two of those because they were on sale at ikea yeah <laughs> and i i gave one to my cousin she does uh minerals just because i was like you didn't want to have all of it i because you know what? i could i could totally put up the second one and put my stuff from my childhood in there the armada stuff because like some of it displays really nice but like i made the personal choice to not 
run away with it. Like I don't know what your what your collection. So like I got home. close. I, to, how, I got no no. I got how close deep to you that. are. I got close. To, like I have like yeah. I had, like the biggest the thing that I sought out hmm. was they made these big like Ghostbusters, but it was like the large ones. So they were like, uh, do you remember the, the 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 large Ninja Turtles they used to make back in the day? No, they were like that size. Sweet, like that big. Like, but it was like you know like a good size action figure, and it was it was. Looked just like Bill Murray. Looked just like Harold Ramis. Had the perfect face, all the articulation, the the backpack, the proton pack lit up. But it was like a large figure. I wanted. And the thing about it was, was really cool about these is that you could slide out one section of it, and then there was a locker. And ah. In the locker would be the trap and like yeah. some of the different posable hands and everything. And I'm like, this Sweet. is just. And I look at it, and it's one of the coolest. Dis- I'll have to send you a picture of it. It's like a really cool display box. And they do. don't make them anymore. Um, but those are the ones I sought out. But the thing that almost got dark for me because I was such a fan was actually not a Ghostbusters collectible because I, for for a minute, I was like, every chase they put out, I have to get the four guys. But I realized that, like, I got, like, the best version of those four guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, like, there was sure. like, those large ones. And then I've got the real Ghostbusters. And then I've got, like, the so I have three sets of the four guys. I have, but they did one long run with, like, they did everybody from the movie. So I have... All the guys, I have Lewis, Tully, I have like the entire cast, but sure. only one run. I don't have every run of figures with them, but I have the one really cool run. I think it's NECA make it, makes it, and actually, if you put all of it together, it actually creates the rooftop mm-hmm. from the movie. They have all the little pieces that's in it. That's fucking, I, yeah, love, but it, I love shit like that. Like that Starscream on the second shelf yeah. the, with the tiny guys. So that's a, you know, like a like a flight stand he comes with. Yeah. But if you get the repaints of Starscream that are, there's a ton of characters that are his body type, different yes. colors. Yes. They clip together and form the space bridge teleportation device that they use in, in most Transformers media. Really? So it looks like they're flying out of the space. It's very, it was very thoughtful. That's really To include cool. that. And it's a flight stand because it turns into and a it jet. Makes, but that's a hook yeah, too. No, it was you like, gotta get the other figures. It, and it makes me, <laughs> and like I generally don't go for repaints. Like I have a few in there. but I don't like, go for repaints either because I have the figure red. Unless it's like I a know, but silver. That's the thing when it's a character that you want. Like I, You're a big Starscream guy? No, I'm a Thundercracker guy. And you know who Thundercracker <laughs> is? He's the blue Starscream. I love that dude. In the comics, <laughs> he abandons the Decepticon cause before the end of the war, like after they really like storm Earth in, I love the, in the big. Great. I love when you nerd out. Like, and he fucking just like he has those like oh, maybe we shouldn't commit galactic intergalactic. Yeah, it's like real res- reservations. And he's almost left for dead. Oh, that's hilarious! What's that? So that's my outro. Oh shit! So uh, when I when I pull up my template, I just have it after about an hour of time okay so and the fact that it's playing out of the my like thing that my microphones plug into that was very funny i don't know if that'll be picked up on the show but i'll have to i'll have to do some editing magic and <laughs> and make that funnier than it probably uh, will be but, but I see your point. So, so he says yeah. he stays back on earth and the only thing he can do while he's like like near death and he's just hanging out in like a destroyed new york city is he can just like watch tv so he just becomes obsessed with our culture and like really that's yeah. really good writing and he, and he starts like writing like he wants to be like become a screenwriter and it's exactly what you would expect like a like a fiction robot to write like human one walks into bar hello i would like <laughs> liquid please and like eventually the government you know gets him to be an asset that kind of helps them even though he's a former decepticon and then they give him a dog and i love her her name is uh, buster <laughs> Um, I have I that's the that right there. Yep. No, yeah. look, look on top on the very top next to Rob. It's Thundercracker and a very out of scale Buster. Was Thundercracker in one of the movies? 
no. No, okay. I thought they did him. Oddly enough. Uh, no, my boy never uh, never really appeared. But it was always easier to get him as a kid because everybody wanted Starscream. They didn't want the blue guy. But so it was like, basically the same. It was just a repaint. Exactly. So if I wanted that jet action figure toy, I kind of still got the Starscream experience. G.I. Joe has a lot of... Uh, if you di- if you dive into like the mm-hmm. G.I. Joe figures, there's a lot of just repaints for the G.I. Joes that they're like... It's just... Or well, a different head, but on like a Duke body or whatever the hell like sure. that. But dude, I was so happy when I started reading these comics and Thundercracker was like the best. I was like, oh, thank God. I already got Thundercracker action. I'm already a Thundercracker guy. And now I finally like... I have the fiction to meet and it was, it was uh, I don't know. It was that's great. really funny. That's like that's what I mean. Like good writing with characters. Like take these characters yeah, and do man. something neat with them. But uh, so the darkest I ever got with my collectibles was. Um, so I'm a big fan of the Batman animated series. Oh it's, my yeah, god! Yeah, no, you can't. It, you cannot be. If I grew you, up with it, I love it. It's the best. Uh, th- did you see that they re- they started re- they re- like making action figures? Like they re released a lot of action figures. Like I've I've seen them. Yeah, I have a lot of them. Nice. And but they were like everywhere. Like they were obtainable. Like it wasn't like. And I got like, you know, after a while, like you had to get the Chase One Batman because that was the one with the the yellow symbol and not the one with the, just the black one across his chest. Like like when they did the New Adventures of Batman and Robin. I, I got I got to ask you. So what do you which style do you prefer, New Adventures or uh, Batman animated series? It's tough because I see the benefits into the sharper angles that they did with particularly some of the redesigns really worked in the second when they did that. I love new adventures. The, style, the, man. And the it's, stories and that's are the great. one in my head. <laughs> you know, there's the, the thing about it is the, 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 what you lose is a lot of those brilliant facial expressions sure. they had in that the original yep. two seasons. Mm-hmm. Like the, it's so animated. Like when somebody's like, uh, like, like scared, it's such a horrifying face. So I think you lost a little bit of that, but because of that, you sharpened every, like the two face redesign is brilliant. Yeah. The Two-Face redesign, he's just sharper. He looks better. He's more intimidating. The Riddler redesign sucks. They should have kept him in the suit. I don't know why they gave him that stupid bodysuit. <laughs> um, the Joker one, the only thing that I... People have said that they like the the, the the eyes, but I'm like, he was so much scarier. You know, I, I'm torn on that one because I like both. But, and and like my biggest criticism of the New Adventures one is like... He looks so cartoonish. He looks like an Animaniac. Yeah, it doesn't. He doesn't. But I kind of fuck with that. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. But right. then when they re-redesigned him, because they kept a lot of the designs yeah. from the New Adventures of Batman and Robin, uh, and they used it f- for the Justice League TV show. The yeah, anime. Of they kept a lot of that sharp. I mean, Batman's the same looking. Yeah, it's that, all Timverse. Yeah, except they redesigned the Joker, and that's the best design of the Joker you'll ever see. It's the hybrid of yep. those two. No, you're right. It's you're got the, the face. He's got the washed out. There was like a washed yeah. out purple to him. He wasn't as bright in the other one. There was more. There was more sinisterness. But arguably, one of the best Joker episodes is in that uh, Joker's Millions. Which one's that? That's one where he gets the he inherits all the money. Oh no! It's when the, um, the it's when the guy yeah he inherits all the money, and he finds out that um, it's like a mob boss that like leaves the Joker a bunch of money and it makes the Joker a billionaire. But there's like a I can't remember exactly what it was, but like there's a there's like a hook to it, and he finds out that like yeah, it's like a Brewster's Million thing. Like he has yeah. to spend it or he can't keep it or some shit like that, and he did it just to fuck with the Joker. You know, I watched anything in that universe of DC animated stuff religiously, and I don't remember that one. It's a good one. She go. It's a uh, yeah. It's, I, it's called Joker's Millions. I Joker's. Think. I'll check yeah. it out, especially since like I I would think I was telling you before we recorded that. Uh, the streaming service world became unlocked to me. You know, I got some passwords. So yeah, I, if I, it's on Hulu, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> oh, I love Hulu. I've been, I've been fiending to watch uh, some of that old stuff, you know, in the background when I'm editing. Uh, just, you know, realistic. A lot of that stuff is... Justice League is so good. That show, 
uh, is probably one of the best animated shows they ever did. Besides, yeah, man. the Superman show never gets enough love. That Superman, that that the the, yeah. the Adventures of Superman, brilliant show, well written. Wrote the, that guy who voiced Superman that would eventually would voice him for a long time after that. Um, but like the Justice League show. When they people understand when they first put that show out, they made every every episode was three parts, so mm-hmm. they would write hour and a half episodes, and they were telling these long stories, and they did some brilliant stuff. I Remember, all the Thanagarians fucking invaded, and then Hawk Girl was like mm-hmm. a turncoat, and like the Justice League was like on the run, and that's when fucking Bruce and Diana started like making out, and she was like, "Ah, you're pretty hot for a human." And he's like, oh "I know, God. right?" And then, like, <laughs> Their fucking romance is one of my favorite. It's it, just they so never, fun. it never really happened. No, but I mean, it did, but it didn't. It was it was such a thing. They just had an attraction to each other, and they just it didn't. It didn't. You're absolutely right. Yep, it was beautiful. It was it was what you kind of wish the CW shows went in that direction. But then it was a CW What's your show. The CW shows. Uh, they were they were tolerable, and you had to skip through the fucking romance bullshit. I liked. I remember when Arrow came out. I watched the first season of Arrow. I'm like, oh, this is neat. And yeah. The second season came out. And I'm like, this is awesome. Sure. And then the third season came out, and I go. This is less neat. Uh, they're back to him being like, I don't know if I want to kill again. It's like, we fucking got over this. But then, yeah, then the same thing with The Flash. The Flash was the same thing. It was like four seasons. I'm like, this is great. And then I'm like, what's just, happening? Yeah. You know, like, and then like Legends of the Tomorrow, I stuck with for a long time. A lot of, yeah, that was a big one. I stuck one. with that. I liked that was that a big one. Because you know what? Eventually they just started fucking doing weird shit. Yeah. And they brought John Constantine on. It was like one of my favorite characters. I, I didn't, Legends of Tomorrow didn't get enough love for, for it being the first real big team up TV show in a long time. But I'll tell you why is because I, at least for me, the reason I didn't give that show the time of day was I was just burnt out on that whole universe by the time it came around. They they did that crossover stuff. They did some exceptional crossover stuff. But then but but like everything else, they kept milking the crossovers to the point where you had to watch like five different shows. And the, the burnout was it's just always been my complaint. Like the Marvel's nuts. The Marvel's brilliance of everything's connected, but also the not brilliance of it, because I don't want to watch two seasons of Agent of the Sh- Agents of Shit. Well, that was the thing. You, you don't have to like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'll stand by when the first two seasons of that was the best. Oh, no. Yeah. Because it was like it was you would watch the episodes if you watch them weekly and then you watch the movies as the weekend they came out, it, it was all... like, it was fun. It connected the dots that like, like you're reading you, comics, but you didn't need it. And now you need to watch a Disney plus stuff to really get the full experience. And like, I'm not watching Miss Marvel. Like I just, everybody's, I don't, everybody's, everybody's I don't like, give a you, fuck, but that's not a problem. And everybody's like, have you watched Miss Marvel yet? And I'm like, I just don't care. Yeah, and I'm, I don't, like, I'm I, sure it's fine. I'm waiting for it's... someone to get mad. Be like, well, why don't you care? It's because she's a girl. I'm like, I dude, I just. I don't care. I had to drag myself to like Eternals. Thor, I legitimately wanted to see because I like that character. Yeah, and, like, and, and Ragnarok was so good. But Mag- Ragnarok's the best Thor movie. Like, there's, easy. there's easy. just it's 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 my favorite. Jack Kirby is one of my favorite artists. He wrote Thor like a fucking doofus, and they finally played him like a doofus. They finally just were like, he's just a fucking big idiot. With you know, was like, he originally riff- written as a doofus? Because that's not a, lot a of doofus, people's... but he was always high. He was always he was very hello, like Shakespeare. The, yeah, the, yeah. That's why the. People are like, he's, there's a ridiculousness to the character. And Jack Kirby always wrote him with a little bit of ridiculous him. So that when he went to the regular world, mm. it was kind of funny. You know, and that's, I feel like a lot of people's biggest complaints is like, I don't like Thor being funny and he's a joke. Always, he's never a, really he's been a god. But that, that's interesting. Like as someone who's not familiar with early Thor, that kind of makes sense. That's how he Thor. was played. He's a really cool character. Like that, yeah. that, that lore that, that they kind of borrowed from in the world that Jack Kirby built, like, I, the reason why they, I give Takiya a lot of credit is I'm like, you are doing what he did, like the bright colors. Number one, 
I love the first Thor movie, story-wise, but the it's over. It's it's bleak. It's dark. Why is it so dark? Mm. You know, except for the, the stuff in Asgard. But like, it's supposed to, they're, they're doing a more Shakespearean version of the character, which I can appreciate. But like when you get to Ragnarok, it's got the, you see the bright colors, the rainbow road of Asgard. Like everything pops the way that it should. There's a campiness to it, but not too campy. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, that was the thing I, about about four. I thought it was like. It was just a little too jokey. Well, that was the thing about Love, Love and Thunder. Like, it is too... There's just jokes that aren't necessary to anything. Yeah. However, Russell Crowe's Zeus may be the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's, I, did, I, was, I, I, I was a fan. For the, for the pure fact that I'm like, of course he has a Greek accent. Why wouldn't he have a Greek accent? That's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> That's so... And he's like a fucking Academy Award winner. I love when prestige actors, like dudes that have like... I have could recite Shakespeare and I've been in Gladiator and but well, what's his face in Ragnarok? Yeah, he's excellent. Yeah, um, uh, Anthony um, Hopkins. Uh, mm, hello, yeah. Oh, uh, um, <laughs> Jeffrey Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Uh, Is that yes. Jeff Goldblum impersonation? Oh my god, uh, he did better in that noticed. than he did in the Jurassic fucking World Dominion movie. Mm, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like I, I don't even think I have a good one. He's no, just it, easy to do. But you can yeah because he's just kind of uh, uh, uh you, you just know. do a series of like brie. <laughs> Like, just imagine uh, uh, drugs that we don't have access to as uh, not Hollywood people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's very much so. It uh, is maybe the basis for everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, but he, it, it, yeah, that's what I mean. So, like, um, with all those like like characters and what they're doing with 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 it is over is tired this is oversaturation and you get very tired from all this stuff but I actively wanted to go see Thor sure no because, same here I, same here I, I was like and yeah, I agree it's it's it there's certain joke like I, the, the perfect example when they go into the weird place where all the gods are and they're like what like 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 right before they meet Zeus like they're going in there they're going to meet all the gods they're trying to raise an army to help stop Christian Bale and um there's just a like, it's like five jokes that I'm like, you didn't need this. They're literally walking, doing exposition right now. Yeah. You don't need, Korg doesn't need to see his stupid God who's sitting on a Game of Thrones chair for reasons that I just don't understand. It, it's stupid. It doesn't need to exist. Like it doesn't, you know, it's, yeah. It, it, you just it, get diminishing returns like anything Because else. you have a really cool story about Jane Foster in there, about her being sick and like, yep. and, and they did a good job at like why their relationship failed. You know what I mean? Like they took a real and another thing, I was like, they took something that's ridiculous and they put real people who work a lot. They don't see each other. I myself was, uh, have been there before with something like that. Mm. So that to me was more grounded. But then again, you know, there's like eight jokes after that that I'm like, I feel like we could have cut 10 minutes of just this joke. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think like that, that's, I mean, that's pretty much like in a nutshell. I know we collectibles, I always go off on tangents. I'm no, sorry. dude, no, please. I, like I said, <laughs> this is how I like the show. Um, uh, but I will ask you, I, I, I am curious, because uh, this was a big concern for me uh, when I was younger, and I still have thoughts about it now, but uh, how, how, do you feel like collecting has affected you uh, dating? I mean, one would argue that it's technically helped some, some people because the nerd culture is so more prevalent now, but for sure, I also feel like the nerd culture is extremely picky, so I'm going to say it's like a 50-50 thing. Hmm. Like, I think... Like, like if obviously you want somebody to accept you who, for who you are, sure, and every, and that's if you're a collector, like you're a Transformers guy, like you want to be with me, then I'm gonna keep like I'm not gonna not stop buying Ghostbusters stuff every once in a while. You know what I mean? Like you have to if you're gonna date me, you have to be like, what'd you do? I'm like, I bought 
like a uh, fucking 12 inch day puff today. It lights up. It also plays a Ghostbusters theme. Like, you know what I mean? Sick. Like, yeah, it's yeah. really cool. It's made out of this. It's made by, you know, the guys that make pops. But, um, you know, but that's going to happen every once in a while. I'm not going to, but I don't get out of control with it. And like, it's also like it. me. So like anybody, everybody has that too. Everybody, if people have a bunch of a Lady Gaga makeup that she, she has that, that Lady Gaga has her own makeup line. If people have a bunch of that, that's not different than what we do. Yeah. You know, because you're still buying something that's sort of an effigy of something that you respect or worship in a way. Um, so I can, I usually can like, if it is a problem, I can usually relate it to be like, yeah, but you love Lady Gaga and you have a bunch of Lady Gaga shirts. That's, you just, you're, you look at your closet. I just, my closet's on display. You know what I mean? Exactly. Oh, so, it's like people that like, uh, give any artist that has like a, like a, a run at, uh, the garden or something in the city. You know, the people that are going to like nine out of 15 concerts. Yeah. It's like, that's, you know, that's wild. Yeah. If you go see Billy Joel every other week, then, you know, like, yeah, that's wild to me, but that's like a hobby. That's your hobby. That's what you spend your extra cash on. I agree. And I like, I'm always, and like I said, people need hobbies. We need nerddoms. We need these things in our life because it's what keeps us sane. It's what also, it's like, it's also good to have these little comfort things in our life. Like, you know, like another, like another big thing for me is just video games in general. Like I'll just like, like one of the things I'll do to like reset is I'll just dive in for like four hours on something. Yeah. And then like, you know, but like, it's a comfort thing and it should be a comfort thing for people because it's a good thing. Like obviously any hobby or collecting can get too far. Like we've all seen hoarders, you know, or as Billy Geyer calls them clutter sluts. <laughs> Man, I got to have him on. Yeah, I would love to do it. Dude, every time I have him on my show, I get fucking a bunch of views. The, the, the public loves Geyer. Oh, I know that. <laughs> The public loves Geyer. But I think um, hinders, I think it can. I still think that there's still a misconception about people that collect stuff. Um, I think it's getting better. It is getting better. I think it's more accepted, but I still think there's a stigma there. I think there is, but I, I, I at least in my experience, um, you know, I thought I, th- I had like a rare find with my first girlfriend because like I was actively playing Yu-Gi-Oh! I was like uh, collecting Transformers. She let you be you. And yeah, she was totally like into me for me. And I thought that was like a big deal. And I feel like just the older I get, it's like, I don't want to date anybody that isn't isn't like at least neutral to it. Yeah, that's like I'm it's a, like you were kind of saying earlier. Like I'm not gonna stop buying like transformable action figures because like, you're not they, buying it all the time. But you're probably gonna buy. You know, talked about getting the star. You know, it's I mean, like you might buy that. You put on an impulse buy or just randomly one day, and it's you know, it's just yeah. And, and but also part of it, at least the thing I've been doing for the last couple of years is like. The the money, the outside money I'm investing in, I'm done. So if I want to acquire new, I'm selling old. Yeah, and I've uh, I've I've crossed. That's why I stopped buying a lot really of stuff. Really good. It feels really good to start selling the stuff because there's a lot of stuff I still don't have displayed. There's stuff, from- and the, at least I'm getting something out of those, yeah. and I can get new experiences. And then you you don't become like attached to them in like a a, a negative way. Yeah, where like. It's it's very like you know those like mandalas the sand uh, art yeah and then they do, and then they finish them and then they and then yeah. they blow them away those videos that I watch for to ease my fucking anxiety when I'm like look at them fucking rake that sand it's so beautiful and then they blow it away and yep. I'm like oh like <laughs> like, like it, it's definitely not as like uh, on the same scale as that but like selling the ones that you already got the enjoyment out of them and now you can let them go I mean, it's I not can relate that easily to 
probably the greatest, scariest thing from, from a comedian standpoint. You know, you spend, you think, we talked about George Collins before. George Collins is a guy that would write for a year and he'd throw out a whole act. A whole act. Just a whole hour. He would throw it away. And then that's terrifying to me, but it probably felt real good to just oh, yeah. throw that out and be like, I'm going to do new. And then, because if you sell like one or two Optimus Primes and then you get that, you know, all of a sudden they release some big special edition or whatever. You're like, I, I sold these two that were really cool, but I got this one. Is there one that you would never sell? Is there one that you're like, that's... But that's the thing. Every time, every time you say that, uh, it, it just it's just a factor of time that something better or different or just will tickle my brain in the future. Because part of it is the acquiring mm. a new thing. Like, part of it is, is retail therapy. Um, there's probably only two figures that I would never sell. What do you got? Uh, mm, there's two figures out of the Batman ones that I have, and there's I would never sell the four large Ghostbusters I have. Okay. Because yeah, I know that you can't, the only reason is I know that you can't get those anymore. And if I sell even though the other ones, I'll still have it's a big part of it because they're from the first movie and it's really just, it's, they're so good. Um, hmm. but like the other one is they released the, and this was crazy because, uh, Heath Ledger died. Uh, when dark Knight came out, they le- released the variant. They had these really cool, like small figures. Nice. And they did the movie accurate ones of Batman Christian Bale and Joker from that. And I have those two and it's got, those are the only ones that I have in like, like any kind of like, uh, like case for itself. Mm. So those like, and I know those are worth a pretty penny because they don't make those anymore. They never reproduce those and you can only get them in resales. And they actually stopped making a lot of them after Heath Ledger died. Damn. Like yeah, they do, yeah, they do, they do like, <laughs> no, no, they do like, they do um, like variant, like they make new jokers, but they make new ones. Now they're not making the ones that they were made specifically for the movie anymore. Okay. Um, and there's a, you know, but there's like, I have like a variant of, of Heath as a Joker from that. That's like the NECA, like the big, like poseable one that I would probably like, I know I could sell that. Okay. And I, I like your philosophy on that because it's also like, you're still feeding your fandom, but yep. you're also not letting it control you. And you're it, not it, just piling stuff. And like the, over the years through my own purchases and from gifts, like I have more than I want to display. So at least I have the surplus that I can I can re- almost recycle the the funds into just getting new stuff, and I'm not getting cluttered because before I started selling them, I was getting to the point where I was like, it was a bit much. This is it's just taking up too much space. Mm. Like because I don't want to display more than one case, and now it's just taking up so much room in the closet, more and more space. And then, but honestly, part of what's making it uh, easier is the the little ones like that second shelf are becoming yeah. the popular thing. Yeah. So the the larger masterpieces on the top shelf. Like they are still kind of they're cool, but they're like not in fashion well, it's anymore. Also, it's more spacious. It's, it's yeah, you like you want more the, of them. You want yeah. more of the characters, and the the funny thing is, none of those are official in that scale. Like, uh, so the little sound wave that you were handling before, yeah. oh, he shit. is uh, he is official. That is like so a Hasbro product. But if you were to like like after we're recording, look at that next to the guys on my second shelf and you will be like, these are in different orders of magnitude. Yeah. That is made to be able to hit target for 10 to $15. Yeah. To the re- to the consumer. The guys in that little shelf I are 10 times the price. Really? That Optimus Prime. And he comes with the trailer behind him. That's comes a with really a lot cool of accessories. Op- that's a really cool Optimus Prime. And it's insanely intricate. If you, like the parts can on that would blow your mind. Done. I think I Megatron yeah, right there. It's a $110 Optimus Prime. What the fuck? But I fuck? sold a bunch of shit to fund it because I feel like if I were to work for that $110 today, I would not buy it. But if it's money I'm, that... I'm, I'm at that point. In my but life, it, exactly. Yeah. But that's the thing. I'm I'm like selling stuff I already have. 
And it's like, what what am I going to put that money into? Like gas, I guess maybe. But like, no, keep it in I a just hobby. A, I just bought a car, so like I ah, need a new car. So. There you go. That that was a big thing for me of like, like I also see like little things as I look around your room. I see a little Nintendo stuff, and I'm like kind of the same way. Like I'll even like like if you like mainly Ghostbusters and like mm. Batman stuff. But if you look around, like one of my just like the the fun the the hard like, these are the collectibles that I find. That I'm like I need all of these, and I. I have like the gremlins. Sure. Like from the movie. Yeah. And they yeah. made like all of them. So I and my stoned ass was like. Are they all unique designs? Yep. I did not know Except that. Except for the ones from the first movie. Um, just be, they are like different looks and everything. Like they have the flasher gremlin. They have the, uh, the Sinatra gremlin. Yeah. They have stripe. Uh-huh. A lot of little different variations of the one that are in the bar from the first movie. Like they have the flash dance gremlin. Okay. And then when you get to the second one, they have like, the, they just went nuts and were like, this is all the different gremlins that they made from the second one, but they're all different. So I got like six of them. And if you look around my room, this is how weird I get. They're just like hanging from different spots on different side of my room. <laughs> nice. No, I love that. That's that's great, man. Yeah. I think to answer your question though, if the two in there I don't think I would ever sell. Yeah. Probably the they're both on the third from the top shelf. So the little tiny white and blue guy in the bottom right. Yeah. I, I fucking love him. Um Yeah, I see that's cool. Is that roadblock? Who the fuck is that? What is that uh, right there? Bl- uh, blue and white, right there. Blue and white. That is, uh, wow. Um, I'm blanking on his name. And Ironhide. Like, I would never sell him. No, no. Iron. I don't have an Ironhide at the moment. Um, why can't I think of his fucking name? I'll get back to it. But I'm not going to sell him because I, I again I can't think of his name. And this is just proof to any comedians or anybody out there whose name I don't remember and I offend. Uh, my favorite character in fiction, I can't think of his name. I, I'm not a name guy. And people say that they're I'm like, not I'm not a name guy. guy, I'm a face guy. But like, case in point, I names are stupid. I don't like my first name. I shouldn't be a Brandon. It's stupid. Names are dumb. Yeah, yeah. But like, I love him. And I love the, uh, if you look right above him, there's a purple guy. And then right above that is a, uh, it's a little steam it's engine a train. Yeah. It's, it's essentially Bumblebee as a, as a tank engine. What? Which you mentioned George Carlin earlier. Like yes. I, I, I love Mr. my trains Conductor. and I love him as, uh, the narrator for Thomas in the United States. He was, um, he was my, uh, Thomas, he was my Mr. Con- a lot weird people grew up with Ringo. I grew up with both. I, I grew up with there, there are certain episodes that like I'm privy to Ringo because that's just what I had on VHS. But Carlin was objectively the best. Yeah, he was. He really Mr. like Conductor. he gave a fuck. But, and now the Mister Conductor stuff is good. He wanted but to be just, a good actor. Yeah, he, he and always he always wanted to be good. And actor. there's like one interview out there where he talks about doing Thomas, and he's like, you know, it's so fucking different than what I do. You know, I don't get to say fuck, and he's like happy to do a, a non gritty comedy thing. Yeah, like yeah. it was it was a cute thing to watch. I don't usually call things by like fifty year old dudes cute, but that was pretty cute. He was like, "I love this shit." And yeah. as a Thomas kid, it, it, I, I was a big Thomas the Tank Engine kid. And oh he man, he was like very, and that I always kind of accredited that a little bit. I'm like, oh, that's probably a little why I got into comedy because George is one of the first guys that like I was like, "This is like show me what stand up was when I was like a kid," like not like just by watching his stuff and yeah. like I the connection right there was like that's fucking Mister Conductor. Who yeah, knew? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I think I have to leave, dude. I'm sorry. No, no, that's I'm totally so, valid. This is like the longest we've recorded. I'm so sorry ever. I ranted for so long. Dude, don't be. It's a, it's going to be a killer episode. But um, 
I have to have you on too. Um, it'll happen. I, I know. I'm I, going to. You'll be on there. But thank you for having me on, man. This oh, was so of cool. course, dude. I, I thanks for letting me admire your shit. And really quick, my favorite thing on this is Rob yeah. the robot, right on top. Thank you, man. I, I love I love that Nintendo. character. I uh, it never worked, but what a cool accessory. As the reason we have video games today, <laughs> saved the industry. Um, but yeah, man. I'm just I'm, I was happy to have you on. You were uh, thank you. like I likewise were a really cool guy and a nice guy and. Um, Dude, right back at you. Yeah. And you know what I, I was talking to about uh, this? Um, who the fuck was it? Oh, it was Andy. You're not a name guy. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, th- we, we, this, this, um, you know, there's no beef, but there's definitely the geography of the island. We got these Nassau Suffolk border guys, yeah, yeah, and we yeah. got you out east guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I am all for dissolving this because, like, it's not intentional; it's just geography. No, people just happen to grow up in different spots. Exactly, and it's like, not like we, I'm repping the Hamptons real hard. There's no comedy out there. <laughs> but hey, man, like I, I gotta like I'm making a point to get to know more of like because I, I don't know any of you guys. So like we gotta the, the interbreeding's gotta happen. One of my rules when I started doing this was I was like I'm gonna be nice to everybody when I meet them. Fuck it. Oh, I, that's just a good philosophy yeah. in general. Yeah. But I, I'm right there with you. Well, that's part, dude, part of why I started, like, I feel like my early comedy was, was such a good experience is because people are just fucking nice. Yeah, you, know, you hear so many bad things about comedy scenes, and then the Long Island scene, by and large, everyone's just super nice. Yeah. And it's great. Um, so please, before you go, plug anything you want to plug. Uh, it should be coming out soon. I know you're on a show called Joke Folks, uh, <laughs> September 23rd. Uh, I got uh, September 23rd, Joke Folks, um, with Mr. Uh, Brandon here. Is you're producing that one, right? Um, sure which is free, right? That one's free? No. It's not free. Bring your but friends. But actually, <laughs> uh, I don't know when this is coming out, but there are 10 free tickets available. Oh, okay, cool, uh, cool. But that that ends the week before the show, so seven days before the twenty. So keep your uh, social media, I guess, following on social media for all that stuff. Uh, yeah, Carib Caboodle on Instagram or Brandon on Instagram. You can get to it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. But these are um, your plugs. <laughs> uh, the biggest thing I have coming up is October twenty eighth. I'm uh, going to be at McGuire's with a very great lineup. Uh, McNeely's headlining it, but Billy Geyer is going to be there. Tony Landolfi's going to be on it. Fat Jay's going to be on it. I'm on it. Um, so please come down. It's the tw- uh, 28th of October. Uh, follow me on Instagram for all of my dates too. Uh, I'm at that Winchell kid 87. So come check it out, man. And if you ever see Brendan's face on a poster, check him out. Cause he's pretty funny. Ah, shucks. But definitely check out millennial Snowder. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a genuine bona fide fan, Thanks, man. man. It is, it is a fun, very fun show. I got production a big, quality uh, is great. Shout out to Chris makes me look like a fucking champion. I appreciate you, Chris. <laughs> And uh, yeah, uh, same as always for me. Uh, write in if you want. I'll, I'll read it. We don't get mail, so I'll read it <laughs> eventually. Uh, give us a follow, and I guess personal plug because I never do that. Uh, I, I just want that one reel I put up to do well. So go watch that reel if you're listening to this. Follow us on Instagram, <laughs> please. Yeah, no, like facts. Like, please fucking do it. Please, like, <laughs> I post funny stuff. Make I get my 40 goddamn people. day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I post funny stuff, please. <laughs> yeah, I just hate it. Like I put up a reel of stand up that like I you know, I painstakingly did the subtitles. Like three three and a half thousand views. I put up a, a reel of me putting eggs on toast, fifteen thousand. Like go fuck yourself, internet. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>